Hey guys, it's your girl Sunny D, one third of the podcast GFT Radio Show. What up, though? It's your boy Willie Styles from the GFT Radio Show. Just letting you know, you can catch us every Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. And to get some merch, I got some on right now. Go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash GFT Radio. Room for Talk Radio. Join the conversation. Let's have some fun. Holla. What up, though? It's your boy, Willie Styles in the building. Uh, it's a Styles Radio or a Styles Takeover. It's a Styles Takeover today with Willie Styles. But guess what? Guess what? I have some friends. <laughs> what up, though? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? So um, we were supposed to not do a show tonight, but I decided I wanted to do a show anyway. So I called upon my, my homies, <laughs> Smooth and Dame. Smooth and silky. <laughs> so, uh, definitely appreciate you fellas uh, coming through to help me uh, do this show tonight. And uh, uh, basically, what I was going to do is just answer some questions, take some questions from the audience, from the from the comments. Um, I did have a like a little bit of a laundry list of questions, so we can all jump in on the on on the questions and you know do what we do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to try to stick around as long as possible. You know what I mean? You feel me? But I'm ready. Let's get to it. All right. For sure. For sure. For sure. All right. So um, first things first, uh, what I did want to do is just kind of talk about what I did this weekend. Um, Went to my homies, uh, uh, call him Uncle Vinny. He had a a first one-year anniversary of his... um, uh, cigar shop, and uh, that's where the picture from the from the yep. thing came from. Went down to Richmond, Virginia, uh, to a little place called Enzo's. Enzo's is a cigar shop down there, and they had a uh, big event where it was called Hats and Heels. Uh, so that's why I had my you know had, had the little hat going on. You know, I'm glad like you didn't say heels. Oh, that, that, that <laughs> friendship. Uh, no, I did, did not have heels on. <laughs> Uh, thank God, and um, so I um, definitely had a great time hanging out with the fam. Uh, a couple of my boys, uh, it was uh, their brother and uncle who who had the uh, has the shop down there, and uh, you know, so we did our thing. Had a great time, uh, big event. Uh, so this is Enzo's, basically the front lobby here. Man, I'm telling you, awesome, awesome place to go chill, smoke a cigar. They teach you everything you need to know about cigar etiquette. So I definitely enjoyed that. And um, later on in the uh, weekend, we ended up heading out or having having the event itself. Um, I'm trying to kick over to the oh, oh oh you know I had to show show you know <laughs> your boy had to come through. <laughs> you know you know what when you when you sent those pictures originally. I'm like, dude, you look like you're 20 years younger. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Workout's working. The workout's working. Oh, yeah. The workout's definitely working. Definitely working. Definitely making me feel younger. Uh, I guess, like Dame said, making me look younger. Uh, See, yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> definitely enjoyed myself. Um, just enjoying the crowd, enjoying the, you know, everybody was tested before we went in. <laughs> so, um it was it was a great it was a great turnout. 
he definitely had um, a lot of uh, what they call a lot of uh, uh, members and and a lot of supporters there that you know definitely made it a great night. So you know we had a great time with it. So definitely enjoy getting out down to Richmond, Virginia. Make sure y'all go check out Enzo's if you're in the Richmond area uh, or in the DMV area as well. Um, it's 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 just a quick hop from DC. I think it's like an hour hour and a half from DC as well as um, uh, just about 15, 20 minutes from from some of the main cities over there in DMV. So definitely go check out Enzo's. All right. So nice move, said. Let's get to the questions. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. You. I, I'm telling the listeners now, for your drinking pleasure, Patron, Anejo. You know I got to zoom, you know zoom in. What you got there? Oh, you got you that Anejo? The Anejo Patron. All right, all right. Is that the extra? Yes. Okay, okay, no doubt. Smooth. Love it. Got some uh, orange juice. Uh-huh. Oh, you got Not the orange this. juice going. Oh, oh, what else you got there, Dame? You got the, oh, you got this Cantera. So Dame special ordered that Cantera Negra. It's, um... Uh, you said it, it was it's a pretty smooth. It's it's a smoother. Yeah, it's smoother than um the Patron. Actually, okay, okay. loving it. Nice, loving nice. it. I, I, I'm man. I, I send them the um, invoice in a minute for um, plugging them. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I, I, I'm just sipping on some margarita tonight. Had to had to grab a little something simple. I had some uh, fish tacos for dinner, so you know I had to do it uh, fully Mexican style. <laughs> but I, I got yours coming next week, Will. Okay, for sure. I'm with it. I'm with it. All right. So to start off with, I I, I did find a question in Twitch. Uh, shout out to the, to the folks over at Twitch. They come through and and check us out. Uh, look how we have a, a couple of viewers over on Twitch right now. Shout out to the Twitch viewers. And uh, so one of the questions that came through, uh, actually, give me a second. I'm going to pop it into a banner. And uh, oops, I'll put it into one banner. There we go. All right. So uh, first question, <laughs> would you rather eat everything you see or lick everything you see? Kind of a strange question, but I think I think it may have come from one of our Would You Rather shows. And when I saw it, I was like, like, I don't want to do either. But I mean, you know, if I'm stuck on one or the other, personally, I would say I would just rather lick everything because, you know, like, I don't know if you know, but babies, that's how they that's how they use their extrasensory. Um, they they initially need to taste everything that they see, anything new, anything special that they think is is maybe important or they think that is uh interesting they like to, to taste it. so so you my know back, you know go back to my to my baby days and, and you say your son <laughs> my, my son aims for my controller all the time my yeah. headphones my garbage can i'm like no no stop <laughs> no, no. no no doubt hey Brittany, hey bb what's going glad on bro glad you could join us it's like Briz joining us from YouTube. I don't know who's who's on from uh, Twitch yet, but uh, I see a couple people over there. But yeah, this question came from Twitch. Would you rather eat everything you see or lick everything you see? So, so Dane, I'll go with you. What, what do you What do you think? What, what, what do you think you would rather do? 
Is there an option C where I can just walk away? Well, since I'm not ingesting it, but I'm just licking it. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <he's> like, yeah. <laughs> I guess just lick it. <laughs> what about you, Smooth? Yeah, if I have to choose between the two, I'm gonna have to go with lick. Just just for the uh perfect uh explanation you gave, <clears throat> I don't have to ingest it. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about it destroying my insides. You know oh, what I mean? No. Make, make, whatever it is, it may kill my taste buds, but it won't kill me. You know what I mean? Exactly. So there you go. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, you know, I re I rather just see what it tastes like. I mean, hey, you might you might find some new things you never. <laughs> but like you said, you know, at least you know I don't have to eat everything and then you know be toe up. You know. Now you know there's a weird little um. Uh, condition that people have where you know you ever heard of you know you most most people have heard of sleepwalking. Mm -hmm. There's a thing where people will sleep eat, but they will eat and have inanimate objects like staplers and 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 pieces of paper and I mean just anything that's small enough to get in their mouth they will eat it. Wow. And yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a terrible condition. I'm sure. I'm sure people have probably ended up in the hospital behind it. Um, a friend of mine, they had a relative that had that condition. Um, they didn't really tell me if they were if they ended up in the hospital behind it, but I but I you know they definitely had some rough nights. Definitely. Had some <laughs> and mornings. Jeez. <laughs> For real. Couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. So definitely uh shout out to anybody who's got to deal with that as a as a condition as a, yeah now that's 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 pretty scary that's pretty scary i'm trying to pass a g I'm trying to pass a gi joe the next day oh god that's <laughs> painful <laughs> right no doubt no doubt no doubt so next question next question that i got so this question came from facebook um and uh it was part of a group that I'm in, and we were all answering this question in the group. So this question, if you've ever heard of catfishing, the question is, have you ever been weight fished? Yes. So basically, um, what happens is a lot of uh, people, mainly females, will take pictures of themselves, um, you know, neck up, <laughs> right, exactly, upper body only, stuff like that, and, and you meet them, and... They're a little bit bigger than they kind of portrayed themselves. I mean, I won't say portray because you know it's, it's not like some people are asking, but but as they've presented themselves, right? So they, you know they take the most uh, 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 best looking, their best looking side, right? So we say. I mean, if anybody ever noticed, I like to kind of lean to this side because I would say this is my good side. <laughs> I, I'm, I'll be side fishing chicks, but <laughs> but. Um, you know, have you ever been weight fished? So um, let's, start, let's start with you, Smooth. Let's go back to you. Have you ever been weight fished? Yes, I definitely have, you know. But it wasn't like I was upset. I was just disappointed that she lied or okay. that she, was, or that she, like you said, she portrayed herself to be something she wasn't. Mm -hmm. You don't really, when she really didn't have to do that, you know what I mean? But it was, it was before it wasn't even a picture. It was just like on a phone. Oh, yeah. We was talking on the phone and she betrayed herself to something. You know what I mean? By, about time we all, uh, the social media got around, 
I kind of knew by the way people took pictures that they was hiding something. You know what I mean? You could tell mm-hmm. by when they stand to the side or when they always covering their stomach and stuff like that. <laughs> take a picture. So I kind of uh, <laughs> the angles, the angles. You feel me? But yeah, I definitely been been uh, weight fish before. You know, my but like I said, it wasn't more so the size. I'm attracted to all shapes and sizes, beloved. I love my BBWs out there, so don't get it twisted. But you know what I mean? When you lie and portray and try to be something you're not, when you're not confident in yourself, to me, that's an automatic turn off. No doubt. You know what I mean? So when you have to fake the funk for me or fake the funk for for, for everybody and uh, for, for some fake perception, like, nah, I ain't with it. I feel you there, bro. I feel you there. What, 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 what's been your experience, Dane? Have you been weight fished? Yeah, I've been lied to. Since, since um, a lot of, I'm not going to say every woman, but a lot of women out there crying about men lying. Uh, yeah, I've been lied to by women about showing from the neck up or like like Smooth said, from the side, showing different angles. and, mm-hmm. and Or or I, I've been lied to because she's wearing a whole bunch of makeup covering imperfections or a condition that she had. I'm not going to you know, say mm-hmm. no names, but she thought I was superficial enough where I was going to break up with her just because she had a couple of blemishes on her skin, okay. where she would hide, she would hide it with a lot of makeup. No, she, no. You know, she, she kind of called me out. I'm not trying to call me out, but she was trying to talk to me about it. Like after I saw it by mistake, like, do you think, do you want to break up with me now? Because you seem seeing this. I'm like, oh. no, like, no, can I go back to bed now? <laughs> but <laughs> like, this is this. Like, I'm not. I'm not shallow like that, right? You no, know. Yeah. Yeah. But, I want to. You know, I my first. Yeah. About the uh no. After y'all finish about the weight fish, I want to get back to the to the makeup thing. Oh, okay, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, but but far as uh weight, I don't have a problem with weight. My first wife was uh, a pretty heavy set woman, you know. Um. So yeah. So obviously, I'm I'm not shallow like that. You know, I don't. I like the person. I don't like. Of course, the package helps, but you know, it's all about personality. If you can't be funny, you just dry. No, we can't be friends. But, <laughs> but no, I'm not that far. But you know, no you know what you get. What I'm saying? No, no, I feel you. I feel you. yeah. I'm 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 pretty much the same way. I'm I'm. I'm Attracted to women of all shapes and sizes, heights, weight, things like that. And I was um, um, talking to a girl back. It was just in the beginning of the social media time. I remember she did have like a MySpace page, I think, or a, I think it was a MySpace page. And uh, we had, I forgot how we met, but basically we had like a friend of a friend or something like that. And, you know, they passed numbers between the two of us. And basically, uh, she told me she had a, a, a MySpace page. So I went and looked. And, you know, like you said, you know, it wasn't like we discussed weight. But like you said, her pictures were like all neck up. Very cute, very beautiful woman. Uh, she was in college at the time. And uh, so she wanted me to come to her dorm and meet her, meet her, you know, at her little common area where her friends were. So I get there. And uh, I think one thing that did throw me off was that I, I thought she was taller than she than she looked. Uh, uh, or no, I, she she I thought she was taller 
than she ended up being. That's what it was. But the weight part of it, I was actually pleasantly surprised because her face kind of portrayed kind of like petite size. And then when I got to see her in person, she was she was fairly thick, you know. So and I like them thick, like I like my like I like my gravy, like I like my grits. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm with that. I'm with that. And uh so you know. Um, she was self, definitely self-conscious. Um, didn't ask me about breaking up with her. He didn't ask me about you know not talking to her or whatever because of the weight. But she did make comments, disparaging comments about herself and her weight and that kind of thing. Um, and you know, I just you know thought it was weird. But you know, I I mean I I I wouldn't have called it weight fishing only because I didn't ask and I you know maybe because I didn't care. But I thought it was weird that you know she wouldn't. Per, you know, put herself out there, like, you know, because I thought she was beautiful. I thought she, but, you know, again, this was at a time when, you know, we didn't really have Instagram where thick models are a big thing, right? You know, so, she, you know, they, they embody, embody, um, what's the word? When, when, uh, like right now, um, body image was not preached back then, right? So we saw a lot of uh, people feeling kind of pretty much down on themselves because they felt like they didn't fit a certain image. So I think that that was definitely a big thing. Now this question went out to a very large group of people. Most of the, most of the answers were definitely the guys felt like they had been weight fished. Um, like. People mentioned that you know they definitely didn't like what they saw when they when they ended up meeting a female. Um, I've only met one female where I didn't really like what I saw, but that was only because she didn't. Like she portrayed herself to be like well groomed, well, well manicured, you know what I mean? Like her weight in most of the pictures that she had, she was more of a um uh she like, you know, like she went out and 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 took care of herself, that kind of thing. But like, you know, when we went out or when we got together, you know, she was just like whatever, like she didn't care. And not to say that you had to be a you know. 100% model type at the, you know, or not model type, you know what I mean, 100% fully done up every time I see you, but, you know, you could you could tell when people uh, basically take care of themselves on a regular basis versus only when, you know, on occasion, you know what I mean, that kind of thing, and it, it, was, it was a far cry, and, and, that, and that kind of threw me off, you know what I mean, so it was just like, you know, also, like, I, I ran into a chick where, like, her and her people where she stayed, they were nasty and dirty. It was mainly females that lived there. And I just thought that was just a big turn off, you know, because I always, my mom always told me women are clean, you know, people. And this day was never clean. <laughs> I was just like, bro, like if, if your house looked like this, what it look like down there? I don't even want to know. So, <laughs> so I, I, you know, that turned me off too. So it, it's other things that turn me off besides weight and size, that kind of thing. You know, I definitely, Fine, like you said, Dame. I find attitudes, energies, vibes. I find those attractive. Um, you know, I got lucky with my girl. You know, you know, she a bad one, but <laughs> but when it comes to just who I choose, it has nothing to do with their beauty or or their face or their weight or anything like that. It's more to do with what's you know what their conversations like, what their goals are like, you know, what their. Uh, um, just what, what's what's on what's on their head? What's in their head? You know, that's what I care about mostly. So, so yeah. But going back to the makeup thing, you know, I, I definitely agree, uh, uh, Smooth. I, I definitely agree that women um, are very, very um, 
not and not all women, of course, not all women, but there's a lot of women that are out there that will totally read. I mean, they'll be a whole different person with the makeup on, whole totally different different person. So, and that's just that's why, that's why I met, I let it be known. Like, I'm really not attracted to women who wear a lot of makeup. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I tend because I've experienced that before. Like, once you take the makeup off, you know, you're a totally different person. Right, you feel me? It's like look, it's, and then it's almost look clownish to me. I'm sorry, like as some like all that cake that make up like a little bit is cool, but for me, like I'm not. That's totally unattractive to me. When right. a, when a woman wears a lot of makeup all the time, like I've I've never I've never thought it was cute. <laughs> I never thought, you know what I mean? Like when women, you remember when they was just saying all the time, "Oh, my face beat," and yeah. all this, and they were saying that. I'm like. Nah, it's like y'all look, y'all looking weird. To be honest with y'all, like all this, that's not even y'all. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not even y'all. So you know what I mean? Like, and then it messes up their skin when they do all that oh, makeup. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, I never. Uh, a lot of women get, get, a lot of dudes get caught up in that, and then be disappointed. You feel me? When when she take all that stuff off, when she take that mask off, and you really got to see her face. Then she let she then she don't look the same. Then you looking at her crazy, <laughs> right? I'd be like avoid all that. Go ahead, bro. Oh no, I was about to say actually, uh, my wife's I forgot what they uh, cousin or somewhat. I used to uh, kick it with her back in the day before I met my wife. Nothing serious, and I would always see her with makeup for years. And I asked my wife. Have you ever seen your cousin without makeup? She's like, no, I've never seen her without makeup either. Just so happened that one day I went over her house with her husband. We cool. And she didn't have no makeup on. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, for the last 20 odd years I've known you, this is the first time I've seen you without makeup. Oh, wow. And she's like, oh, she's like, really? Years? Like, yeah. Wow. That should tell you something. Like, you wear too much makeup. <laughs> and she didn't and she did not look bad without makeup. It's just she looked like a normal person. Did she, look, was, did she look totally different with the makeup off? Yes. Okay. Not not ugly, just different. Just different yeah. Because because after 20 years of knowing her, it's like, what the heck? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the thing. That's the thing. A lot of women look so much better without all that makeup. Oh, yeah, that you know I mean just don't I agree. But, yeah, I mean, they all look so much better without all that makeup. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like, I be trying to tell my daughter, my daughter be wanting to play makeup. I don't want her to get caught up in that. Right. You know what I mean? It's cool. All right, if you want to have some fun with it, but don't think you got to wear makeup and all this. Like, I really. <clears throat> yeah, for the, like, most, especially- for the most part, I think most guys would agree. Uh, or a lot of guys. I don't want to say most. A lot of guys would agree that they have found women. um that wear makeup to the point of 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 changing their appearance that it changed their appearance that they would they they would find that the real appearance either is just as good maybe even better um and especially when you compare the realness of it right because i know a lot of times when you see that kind of thing the colors and the and the tones are just off you know what i mean so a lot of times it, that's kind of a you know it's like you already feel a little 
weird about it because like your your skin tone don't match. Your skin tone of your face don't match the skin tone of your hands, or your your, your your face don't match your neck. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Um, some of them are getting better where they match it all the way down to their chest, but you know, even then, you, you're talking about a lot of work. It's like no, you know. Unless there's something seriously wrong, I mean, I've, I there was this one, this one w- woman that I was not really dating, but I we were cool, and and she when she wore makeup, she wore it to cover up blemishes and things like that, and so I understood, you know, she didn't make herself look different, she just made herself look even toned, and she covered up things, blotches and things like that that she felt, you know, took away from her appearance. So right. that I understood, um, but like you said, I've, I've ran into some that. Are like two different people. You know, you, don't recognize them. I mean, there was a girl that I met that I mean, I literally didn't know who she was. She, she you know, shocked me because I'm like, who, who are you? You know, like that actually happened to a uh, same girl mm-hmm. that uh, Jasmine's cousin got in the back seat of my friend's car, and he like, hey, how you doing? He thought he was picking up two people. Like, oh, <laughs> right. I, she, oh, your friend must be her. Her friend must be coming too. So, <laughs> right, exactly. When, when, so, you know, he waited for a couple of minutes, like, hey, where's she at? She's like, hey, it's me. Like, he cut, he turned around while she's putting makeup on, like, three minutes later, like, oh, you, you was not the same person when you jumped in the car with me. Right. You know, right. I'm, I'm thinking I'm picking up you and your girl after, right. you know. But do you know how much money has to go into that? Your makeup? Just think about how much money they go in just to face. Then if you're trying to even tone it toward the neck and chest area, how much money that is going into that? Yeah, there's a lot of investment in that. That's true. That's true. And, and dangerous because yeah. the one I was telling you about that I used to date, you used to do her makeup while she drove. I'm like, do you know how insanely dangerous that is? <laughs> right, yeah. Like, you you yeah, doing this do <laughs> trying to drive. I'm like, no, nah, right. that's... Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Shout out to Rockstar Carly for joining in. She's one of our loyal Twitch viewers. Appreciate her. Actually, she's joining from YouTube today, but <laughs> so appreciate her. She's she's got a nice following over there. I think she's over. I think you're over twenty one hundred, Carly. So yeah, she's got a. What's up with YouTube today? Over at, at Twitch, and uh, she's definitely lent us some some great support and getting our numbers up over there as well. So shout out to Rockstar Carly. I'm, I'm just trying to say what's up with YouTube today. What's up with YouTube? What's, today? what's up with YouTube today? YouTube is popping today. We got we got like half <laughs> our viewers are from YouTube today. So shout out to YouTube. Shout out to the YouTube crew. Hey, let, let me go over YouTube myself. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Can I, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. What do you how do y'all feel about your new vice president elect asking for f- donations? To, for the uh, Joe Biden uh, defense fund to uh, to combat Trump saying that uh, he won the election. So they're coming up with a fund. Let me go to it right on Twitter real quick. Let me go to, because I said she must be out of her damn mind. Yeah, already. She, she already asking for donations. I'm like, uh, are oh. you serious? So, so you're saying so you're saying that they're they're trying to mount a counter defense to the um, to the lawsuits that they're putting out there. Yes. How about yeah. they? How about they take and a she, page from Trump and have the U.S. government flip the bill? 
<laughs> oh man, I don't, I don't, I don't know which one is worse. Right. So to 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 Dane's point, though, I mean, I, I actually, I actually don't mind it to a point because that is that is better than what Trump's doing. Because Trump's spending millions of dollars in taxpayer money to fund this deep, this these lawsuits against these states, against and himself, and don't forget his own personal right, his own but, personal stuff. But yeah. also, I think that the the timing is bad because a lot of these cases are being shot down. At the at the judicial level, so don't we're like, what are you donating to, really? Right? When you think right. You really donate. Right now, he's one for twenty three. It's called the bite. Yeah, he's one for twenty. It's called the Biden the Biden fight fund. Biden Trump, fight fund. Yeah, she said Trump and the Republicans are trying to dismantle our decisive victories with baseless lawsuits. We need your help to fund the legal work necessary to protect every vote. If you can't afford to. Contribute to the Biden fight fund today. Yeah, and so I mean, I, I I like that idea of of grassroots, you know, contributions. They do it. They do it all the time anyway. Um, I like that idea. I just think the timing is kind of a little off. Um, this has been something that have been probably a little bit more pertinent about what two weeks ago when if, when the situation first kind of popped. Um, but I think, like you said, at this point, we already know that a lot of this is getting shot down. So there's going to be no point to it. Um, you know, it's also going to be one of those situations of, excuse me, um, I think I think this is more killing Trump's reput- reputation and his um, his bid for a 24 uh, presidency run that he's really, uh, that his family wants him to really go after. Uh, I, I don't see that this is going to do him any favors with this, you know, sore loser uh, uh, stance that he's taking. Um, I mean, there's a lot of support for it. Uh, a lot of supporters are pushing the, the the agenda of, you know, the rigged election and all that kind of stuff. But no, but there's no there's one. There's no uh, evidence of it. All of the. Uh, the officials are, you know, pretty much denouncing it. Even there's Republicans that are telling him, "Chill with this. This is not a good look. This is not what we want to do." So I, I don't see it. I don't see any of this as beneficial. But I also feel that it's more detrimental. That I mean, it's it's one thing if we feel like as you know, if we if we are staunch Democrats or if we are, you know, heavy into anti-Trumpism and we want to donate, we can do that out of our own want and, and, and desire. But what Trump is doing, using government resources to, 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 to start this fight is ridiculous and it's it's wasteful, you know, and we have no choice. It's, our, it's, taking, it's taking money out of the budget. I don't know what budget, but it's taking money out of a budget to, to fund this fight. And, uh, you know, it's always funny to me how a lot of these um, uh, Republic or I won't say Republicans. A lot of how these government officials will say how there's no money to do this, no money to do that. We can't fund art. We can't fund this. But then as soon as they have stuff like this pop up, they got all of a sudden they got eighty-eight million dollars to throw at. Exactly. You know, all of a sudden they got forty-three million dollars to throw at recounting some votes. All of a sudden they got. You know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous to me because you know they can magically make money appear when they want it, 
But when we need it, all of a sudden their their hands are tied and they don't know what else to do. And, and oh, you want you want uh, uh, universal health care? Oh, that's socialism. Oh, you want this? That's socialism. But as soon as y'all need something, y'all y'all take it right out the pot. My, it's, my there's a reason is, why he wants. Okay. No, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. No, there's a reason why he's trying to fight to stay in the White House. Because once he gets out, this all those um, all those lawsuits again, clink clack. Yeah, because exactly. like like um, Mueller said, if he wasn't president today, he can get charged with some crimes right. that he investigated. And but th- my question is, what kind of jail are they going to put him in? They can't put him with regular people because he has access. Because as a president of the United States or former. President of the United States, they have access for the rest of your life on political issues from across seas. Anything that arises, they got privy to. They're privileged to. Like Obama still get information from foreign governors for governments and whatever's going on with the nation. Um, Bush, all the former presidents still get um, contacted and get up to date on whatever whatever situations arise. So with that being said, where would he be at? Would he be under a house arrest? They can't put him with Gen, gen Pop just for a safety, just for national person. security. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't foresee anything really popping up of that, of them actually jailing him for anything really particular. Nothing, nothing he would have to actually do actual real hardcore time uh, to the point of needing to worry about what's, you know, what where he would, do. I mean, because most of the stuff, is is going to be stuff that he's going to buy his way out of anyway. I mean, the man is a billionaire. I don't see him actually getting anything popping up that he can't buy his way out of. You know, there's nothing that he won't be able to buy his way out of. And what we've also have been, well, at least what we've been told over the years is that any sitting president that gets charged with something after after coming off of a presidency is going to get pardoned by the next president anyway. It's basically their whole system and how everything works in terms of, you know, you got one person that's going to look out for you, the next person is going to look out for them. Right? So, you know, same thing that happened with, with what's his face, uh, Nick, right? You know, oh, yeah. you know, much dirt as him and his administration did, he came off of that, did his resignation, and old boy that was right after him was a Gerald Ford pardon. So it's, there's, no, there, there, there's no real jail time for these kind of people. Um, but to your point, I think it does help delay some of that for him. He doesn't have to worry about it by being president um, for for a longer period of time, as well as uh, I see it as his his way of continuing to make his mark. I mean, the the biggest thing is we just as we what we know about Trump is he doesn't like to lose. He doesn't like to lose. He doesn't like to be wrong. He doesn't like to look like he's wrong. He doesn't want to, like to look like he's losing. So his thing is always going to be I want to be the man on top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. My only thing with the uh, with the donation thing, with, with just asking people to donate, was we're going through a whole nother lockdown right now. More people about to lose, some more jobs, more businesses about to fold. You know what I mean? We're about to get hit hard again. Now's not the time for Trump to be doing what he's doing, holding up the transition. You feel me? I think that's real ignorant, and but we all know he's self-serving. He's he's yeah. uh, he's a, e- egomaniacal. So 
you know, that that's he's a sociopath, basically. And that's what they do. Feel me? Make it all about them. But on the other side, I feel like, you know what I mean? Still on the right side of right. You can't. That's that Still on the right side of right. You know what I mean? History will be on your side. You know, like you said, like Dame said, but they one for 22 or one for 23. One for 23 right now. Yep. One for 23 with the lawsuits. You don't need no fun. <laughs> you feel me? You don't need to be asking no people for no money. You know what I mean? People already out here hurting. Your focus should be on doing what you can or what you should be doing for the transition. And, and that's it at this point. He got he got about two more months. You feel me? He got a little over 60 days, about 70 days before he up out of there. You know what I mean? What, what is it, like January 20th or, 22nd. or 27th? 22nd? Yeah, so he, he'll be up out of there in about 60 days. 60 plus days. So like just just fall back. And uh next I wanted to ask y'all before I get up out of here about the MAGA rally ah, that they just yeah. had in DC. Here's my thing. And uh, you know, y'all everybody know I'm an independent, so I don't have no horse. My horse lost a long time ago. <laughs> my horse, my horse didn't have no chance in the race, but I still voted for my horse because that's what my get? voice was like. Uh, nah, 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 nah. I voted, <laughs> I voted for Howie Hawkins. I voted for Howie Hawkins and Angela Walker. That's who I voted for. Howie Hawkins and Angela Walker. Uh, and Angela Walker was a black woman too, and she was on the vice president ticket. But oh, the Green Party. Think, yeah, the Green Party. So my thing is this though. My issue with a lot of Democrats is they feel like they can punch, punch, punch. And don't expect people to punch back. You know what I mean? So it's like with this MAGA rally, like with me, you, me, Willie, me, you, and uh, Sonny had this discussion. You was like, people thought it was going to be a lot of riding or whatever after the election. And I'm like, and I was saying, then it wasn't going to be no different from any other time. But for four years, while this man had been in president, you have everybody. That's against him calling everybody who voted for him a racist, a bigot, uh, stupid, uh, you know what I mean? They've been calling them all these type types of names. It's like at some point you got to expect them people to fight back. You can't keep punching somebody, you know what I mean, and then expect them not to punch back. And I feel like this at, at that MAGA rally, that was their chance to punch back. And a lot mm -hmm. of people, there was some incident, incidents there because it was a, a counter rally there too. Right, the F Trump rally. Yeah, yeah the F Trump rally. And they was trying to be, and some of them was antagonistic. Some of them mm -hmm. approached them people and they got their ass whooped. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And then you got people on the internet, oh, look how violent these protesters is. Well, look what y'all bringing to them too. You know what I mean? Just, just as much as y'all want the right to say what y'all want to say and feel how y'all want to feel, they got that same right too. You feel me? Uh, y'all know they lost. Y'all know they. Y'all know it's over for them. Let they had. Let them have their chance to to speak their mind and get their last feelings off, so they can go off into the. You know what I mean? Into the darkness. But what y'all do? Y'all want to antagonize them. Y'all want to go out there. Y'all want to butt heads with them, and, and it's just gonna 
it's just going to add fuel to the fire. To the fire. Exactly. Now, now, to your point, um, real time with Bill Maher. I don't know if I did I send this to you, Will. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually talked about Democrats. He's a Democrat. Um, he he dogs Republicans for he actually he dogs both parties. He tells it like it is. I, I was say that I didn't know he was a Democrat because he gets some he gets on both of the asses. <laughs> yeah, but he went he went. Uh, let's see if I can send it to you real quick. Uh, it was about eight minutes. Um, I don't have your number um, smooth, so um, I'll have Willie send it to you. But he went on a Democrat. Okay. He went on on him like he just um, told it like it is, like you know, because for the people who are most woke. Obviously, America had a problem with Trump as president, but far as the leaders, the Senate, and the you know, and the House, they still voted for a Republican. That means something is wrong with you. He actually gave the um, illustration of if someone gave you popcorn mixed with turd, and someone sat around, ate the turd, and gave back the popcorn. That means something's wrong with the popcorn. <laughs> That's oh, the illustration yeah. you get. You like, like, you have to take a look at yourself to see what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. That's what basically he was saying. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, like, what the heck? That, oh, that, that's his analogy. That's his analogy, not me. <laughs> Mines are much more funnier. So <laughs> but no, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, I I, I think that I, I I agree with Smooth. The, the Million Mag and March was definitely a time when we should have, well, not we, but, you know, people should have let them just do their thing and just 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 get it out their system, move on. I think um, the antagonistic part of it, which we, we knew was going to happen, once they announced that there was going to be a anti-Trump rally down the street, I don't know how far it was. It, it couldn't have been far, though, because I know it was, like, um, close enough that they – marched right past the other rally and then like you said there was a lot of uh antagonistic things happening there there was also just people random people on the street just you know uh yelling at the million maga march people and um i mean i i, I think they got somewhere around the estimate was like around five or seven thousand people actually came out um mm-hmm. so you know uh, i just found it disrespectful they called it the million maga march just because you know um it was a play yeah. on the Million Man March, and that, that was just not. <laughs> I wasn't feeling that part of it. Um, and then also, you know, the fact that they are still pushing this whole agenda, like Brittany was just saying, it's 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 ridiculous that they're even still entertaining this 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 foolishness. You know, it's definitely un-American. It's definitely, um, a, 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 you know, spitting. He spit literally spitting on our election system. And, you know, to a point of claiming that this is that the thing is rigged and that this, you know, this is against him and all this kind of stuff, you know, putting that into the minds of people who already are, are you know, disgruntled as well as disillusioned. It, it's, it's, it's dangerous. Well, it's extremely well, dangerous. Well, now he knows how it feels to be a black person trying to vote. <laughs> yeah, all but, these years of being suppressed, mm-hmm. being being told, oh, you can't come here. <laughs> you know, you have to go across town <laughs> to basically vote. But, yeah. you know, it is dangerous because a lot of people believe in the democratic, you know, uh, the process. 
And it's okay for them for them to say that it's rigged. But four years ago when it was happening, just, just let it play out. It's the electoral exactly. process. It's like they're hypocritical on they don't they want to see their side win so much. I mean it's really he's really hypocritical on everything. Anything yeah. that doesn't go in his favor, it's he it's he, it's 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 a, it's fake news and it's against him. Anything but not, that goes in his favor, it's oh just you know, just accept it. It, it. You know, don't be a sore loser. Don't you know what I mean? Oh, oh but now, but now he even is going against Fox News. Oh yeah, he's that's, yeah, he's, the, he's, that's the ironic part. Too. Yeah, he's coming. He he's making his own, um, sh- giving a shout out to his own. I uh, know, not even a legal website or whatever. Just people that just want to support him. Right. Yeah. His, his true colors are showing. Like for oh, yeah. four years, for four years. And the Republicans' true colors are showing down too. Because for four years, we repeatedly on this podcast have said, you know what I mean? Like, first of all, Trump isn't a Republican. You know what I mean? You feel me? And the He's from himself. Yeah. And the Republicans never really wanted him. He was just their only path to victory. Right. You feel me? We just talked about this a couple of weeks ago. They made mm-hmm. a deal with the devil. You know what I mean? They made the deal with the devil. And now that they see that deal is going up in flames, you see a lot of them turning their back on him. Right. You right. know what I mean? They're turning their back on him. They, they want him to concede. A lot of them, you got uh tell it shoot during the before the election, they mm. switch sides. Yeah. You no feel doubt. me? No or doubt. I want to say switch sides, they just voted for the other side because they didn't want him in. You know what I mean? They still wanted to win the Senate and all of that, but they didn't want that man representing them as president anymore. You feel me? And like this is what I still but this is what you get when you have a a, a dominant two-party system. True. You feel me? This, this, this is exactly what you get when you have a dominant two-party system. To be quite honest, this man, I don't care about his racism. Like I always said, I don't believe he's racist. I believe he's an opportunist. You feel me? That's the ist. I believe he I think is. It's, I think it's both. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. Uh, yeah, he, it may be. I just think that man, uh, that man, aside with anybody, if all the black folk start riding with Trump right now, and, and the Spanish people start riding with Trump, Trump will be out here in a sombrero with red, <laughs> green, and black. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> you feel me? Fight the power. You feel me? Right. You don't care. Black lives are really matter then if they was all just <laughs> <Yeah, black. laughs> word is fun. Like Trump don't care. He just if y'all with me, I'm with y'all. If y'all my, if y'all got the path, now make it the easiest path for me. I'm with y'all. That's what Trump at. You know what I mean? I feel, but, you, I feel you there. I feel you. There. <laughs> I'm with you. Know you feel me? That could, because that's what a social. You know what I mean, that's what anybody who stroked that man ego. You feel me? Anybody that stroked that man ego, he gonna ride with. You feel me? That's why if you notice when uh. What's them two sisters that the just got girls, fired? Yeah. That got the older yeah. ladies that they got fired. If mm-hmm. you ever noticed, when he bring them out to some of his conventions or whatever, and they get on stage, that man can't stop smiling and laughing with them ladies, bro. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That's not the mark of no racist. You right. feel me? A racist when you're gonna bring bring something like that up on stage because right. he know he know his uh his base. If his base was truly you know, what I mean, he know his racist and neo Nazis and his and his uh voter block 
but that's not necessarily his strong base. You right. feel me? So he want to appease them, but he know for the masses, man, listen, if y'all, if, if y'all support me, I'm riding with y'all. And that's how like, so you can't trust nobody like that. No, no. You never trust it, nobody. Take his opportunities. He, he's, he'll take any opportunity to get him a win. That's all he, that's yep. all he cares about. Facts. Facts. No, no. I got time for one more question. All right. So, um, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep on uh, on the controversial topics. Then, um, so uh, you know, we've been hearing a lot of people have through this whole political situation have either had breakups or had issues with their spouses or their mates or their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever the case, um, because a political a political stance is a volatile stance, right? But I know a few months ago or maybe almost a year ago now, we had a, a conversation about religion. So what do you think about, um, you know, through all of this, would religion be a deal breaker, a dating deal breaker for you? And I know I, I think you actually have made a, a few comments about this recently, uh, Smooth, but I wanted to revisit this question because I don't think I really had a chance to talk about it. Um, but would a would religion difference be a deal breaker, a dating deal breaker? for you um, right now? Versus Dan. You want me to go first? Yeah, yeah. I know you got to go. So yeah, go ahead. You can go ahead first. All right. I'll start from the beginning. If you would have asked me 10 years ago, I'm like, nah, it ain't no deal breaker because I've seen couples with different religious views work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But once I've lived it and experienced it for myself, I can never do that again. Mm. I, 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 I can never. If we have different religious views, we can be friends. You feel me? We can be cordial. But as far as a relationship go, no, because at some point, you know, somebody's going to have to make a, 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 a compromise mm. yeah. that goes against their personal beliefs. And you know, when you put somebody in that position, it, it makes them question their own beliefs. And then in turn, a resentment will build hmm. towards you. That's you know what I mean? I've, I've, I've experienced that. You know what I mean? The, the, the worst, you know, if it's authentic, like say if me and you having the discussions about religion hmm. and, and, I make a, and, and, and I make a point or you make a point to me, to make me question what I believe in, that's something totally different. Right. You right. know what I mean? But when it, when, when you're in a relationship, it's a give and take. So certain things you always gonna have to compromise on. And if you can't, well, certain things you have to compromise on. And if you got two, you know what I mean, headstrong people, and if you're a devout Christian and say I'm a devout uh Muslim or whatever, it's like this go, it's going at some point we're going to bump heads. Right. You feel me? At some point, or say if you are agnostic or whatever, now I mean atheists. At some point, we're going to come to an impasse, and 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 one of us got to concede for the other in order for it to work. You know what I mean? And I was in that position where I conceded. Okay. You know what I mean? To where okay, y'all know I ain't no Christian. I ain't I ain't about to sit up here. You know what I mean? Like I st I've studied everything, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? I I, I could have a fluid conversation with any imam, 
any reverend, whoever y'all want to go get, we can, we can get to it. You understand? But that's not me. You know what I mean? I'd be lying. I even took my shahada before. I told y'all that. I took my shahada before. You know what I mean? But, you know, once you do more studying and once you learn to think for yourself, you, you start to question different things. So, but I was in a position where I can, you know what I mean, where I conceded. And I was like, all right, she a Christian. For me to make this work, I love her. I feel like she loved me. Boom. I'm going to go to church sometime with her because that was a big thing for her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was a major thing for her. But she can tell, like, I'll be sitting in there and I'm like, that's great. I'm saying to myself, and I, you know, like, that don't mean that. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, what's going on in here? Like, I could feel the phony, I, I could just feel it, and she could feel it. So at, at some point, she started resenting me because it's like, damn, this is who I am. I can't be me 100% because you don't respect a certain part of me. Right, right, right. You feel me? And, you know, and that was the beginning of it. That was the beginning, the end right there. You know what I mean? So going forward, I can never, if we got different ideologies, uh, it'll never work. It'll never work because I'm too, I'm too strong-minded. You know what I mean? I done lived it. I can't make those concessions no more. You know what I mean? I refuse to. I'm just sorry. I, I just refuse to make those type of concessions. So I go, I let every any woman I meet right from the door. If you're a devout Christian or a devout Muslim or whatever, it's like, this ain't going to work. <laughs> this ain't going to work. Right. You know what I mean? This ain't going to work. Dane, what about you? Um, religion, politics, and government. We all rolled up into one. Because when you go on your when you go home, that's what be your haven from outside world influences. That's your safe haven. When you bring religion into it and y'all not equally yoked with but y'all same beliefs, it's gonna draw attention like like Smooth said. It's like I believe in this passage. And you, we're not even saying book. So, <laughs> so it's like, I believe in this and don't have kids involved. That's going to bring even more tension. Like, what if I don't believe in Christianity and believe in Santa Claus and doing this and doing that Easter bunny, doing all <laughs> this stuff, but you want to go full board? Like, no, I don't want to do this. So it's going to cause some issues. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I, I try to stick to, I've had a couple of, instances where I dated outside my religion. Mm-hmm. It was, For the most part, it was good, but long term, I knew that you know, it was going to cause some friction just dealing with the people I know and how I felt about myself and my religion. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I definitely agree that there's when there's a, when there's a stark and a distinct difference in um, what your what you what your belief systems are that you definitely will will like you said bring about some issues you'll bring about some some conflicts um, and, and I like what you said about that smooth in terms of um, you know having to make that compromise or having to concede right and being able to live with yourself after that and if you can't live with yourself after that then that creates a whole nother problem because 
and, and not only will that person may end up resenting you because you're probably, you know, having to fake it for them, but also you're going to resent them, you know, the other way you're going to resent them. Um, you know, I had a, a situation where I was dating this girl and she's got this, you know, very almost black and white belief system and what she believes in. And like, it's like, it's all or nothing. Right. And for me, it's not all or nothing. You know, I feel like I, I have these roots in certain pieces of Christianity. I have these uh, um, morals and these values that are rooted either in in some parts of the Christian religion, but also or uh, Christianity as a religion, but also just in you know the whole. I want to. I just want to be a good person. I want my my. my I want to be a good person in the community. I want to be a good person to my family. And, 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 you know, that might fit some things there, but it's, but it's not based religiously. It's just based on just common sense stuff. Right. And, you know, I have my, I have my skepticisms about certain things I have, you know, I've always told people like, I, I don't, I don't really like organized religion. Like I really don't. I, I I disdain organized religion because organized religion, just like government, just like politics, creates problems, creates issues. I mean, name name two systems that create the most wars: government and religion. You know, organized religion and government creates the most wars. It's in the Bible <laughs> that 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 people fight more for God than anything else. You know, outside of land, right? You know, if it's not about land, it's about God. And sometimes it's the, it's, it's the two are the same. Yep. And I think that uh, some people will will take those extremes and they'll run with them. And then other people like me are like, you know, I, I can do it without that, you know. So my spiritual beliefs may not match up with the other person's religious beliefs, right? <clears throat> we may both find ourselves to be quote unquote Christian, but I may not spiritually feel that I need to be linked up with you religiously, right? Um, as well as the way you worship, right? Um, I'm I'm all for learning, getting an understanding. I mean, this is the reason why I've studied with Jehovah Witnesses is because I always felt like they had this handle on how to really teach what's in the Bible versus going to certain Christian churches that have no clue either I won't say they all know what they're doing, but they have they they don't they don't take the time to really teach you. They don't want you to learn. You know, they, they would prefer that you stay stupid. You know? They have no context. They provide no context. Exactly. Provide no context. You'll use one scripture, preach a two hour sermon or one scripture just to just defend the things to their will, right? What's wrong with that? I think that a lot of times the way you worship also can be in conflict. You know, I can I can have the same belief system that you do religiously, but if you're going to a church that tells you one thing and my church is telling me something different, or like Dan mentioned, you know, I've I've met uh women who were heavy into to Christmas, but also into Halloween too. And it's like I can't do that, you know. I really can't be. I can't call, call myself a Christian and then celebrate Halloween. I just can't do. Why that. not? What's, what's wrong with that? Oh, it makes wait, no mom. sense to me. Like I've gone to churches that, um, or you know, I've been been to church. I'm gone. I've been to churches that celebrate Halloween in the church. Like crazy to me, you know. So, it, it, but that that's like you said, it's something you know. Either you're going to concede and 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 just allow, or you're going to reject 
and then you may have to make either a compromise or you may have to have this fight, right? So I definitely uh, agree that sometimes you have to have this um, either similarity or, or you know, maybe the same, you know, be in the same um, church or the same organization or, or, or at least have the same mindset to really make things comfortable, you know. Now, I've seen people with conflicting views make it work. I have seen that. But I, I have to believe somebody's making a concession there and somebody's and somebody's not 100 percent happy with what they've had to do. You know what I mean? Because I've seen it. The, the one the, the one thing I've seen it in and, and the lady was the one who uh, actually got my mom into the Jehovah Witness. Uh, her husband. You feel me? He ain't believe none of that. Which was odd to me because she was so devout and gung ho with it. Yet the husband had nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? He he didn't go to no meetings, no Bible studies, none of that. So my mm -hmm. thing, so like, you know, like you said, I don't know deep down, because I used to always ask my mom, like, so how do she feel about that? Like, how did it, how did the woman how and she was like, it's just that's her husband. Uh she she's committed to her husband, but she's also, you know, what I mean, God first. So she served God first, and the husband just accepts that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But I always wonder, like, but do she accept that from her husband? Right. You know what I mean? Like, like she not in, in, in any conflict, and she couldn't give me no answer to that. Yeah. My only my only way I can reconcile that is, you feel me? They had to come to an understanding early early on and their bond was so strong their love for each other was so strong that they was willing to weather that storm mm -hmm. now if you're willing to weather that storm then so be it but me i say avoid the storm you feel yeah. me because you can because it can wash that storm can wash everything away true you understand yeah. everybody ain't built for that your fa everybody foundation ain't built for that your land ain't built for that so you know what i mean my last words is find somebody that's like-minded, that's like like Willie said, spiritually linked to you in, in, in a certain way and build from there. You know what I mean? Don't be uh don't 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 bring conflict in the house where it doesn't need to be. Right, right. Yeah, I mean I I think that the biggest thing is that a lot of times people, like you say, will make that early on agreement or that concession that you 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 won't you won't rock the boat because maybe maybe you feel like or maybe you've been taught that, you know, what's for you is for you and what's for them is for them. And you'll allow that because, like you said, that bond is strong and you want to respect that person and what they believe in. Like, I mean, to be honest, like me and my fiance, you know, we both have bases in Christianity, but you know, like I said, I study with witnesses and she is in a non-denominational Christian style church. And, you know, so she celebrates, you know, holidays and things like that, that I don't. And she believes in things that I don't. And it's like, for me, I don't have this thing where I'm like strict on, you know, you got to do what I do or you have to be what I be, you know, because my thing is I'm not happy with anything I'm seeing out here. That doesn't make it, that doesn't make me feel like anybody else has to be happy with what I think. You know what I mean? Like they don't have to take on my stance. 
Um, you know, will I allow certain things? You know, I've had that conversation. Like, look, this is these are these are the couple of things that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna allow. I'm not gonna deal with because I just I just have this out and out. This is not for me, and this is not what I want around me. So, if she respects that and wants to and wants to deal with that, then great. And if she and if she can allow her love for me to overcome that, then great. But if not, then she knows what she has to do. But for me, you know, I'm not about to say, you know, hey, you have to go and do this. You have to quit that, blah, 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 outside of those things. I'm not about to say that. And, and vice versa. She's not the type of person where she's like, hey, I want my, my husband to do this and do this and do this. You know, she's like, hey, this is for me and this is what I want, you know. And I think that you know, you know, of course, we're going to probably have some more conversations about it before we you know, finally get married and that kind of thing, you know, because that's only right. You got to communicate. And that's the thing just to kind of touch on what you were just saying. You, do, you definitely have to have these conversations early on, definitely early on. You don't want to have these conversations after you're married, 10 years in, all that kind of stuff, because that will create more problems. But I think that you do have to weather some storms or you have to go through some conversations, some tough conversations that will bring up emotions, bring up, you know, skepticism, doubt, whatever the case may be, you're going to have these back and forth emotions and back and forth situations that have to be fought through in order to make your final decision. And I think that if you can get through all that, you can still be happy. But if you're in a situation where things are just so starkly different and it's a constant battle because you believe something and they don't, or they believe something and you don't, and they want you to be over here with them or vice versa, you want them to be with you, then that's battles that you really don't have to go through. There's other people out there that will that will share in your belief system or will share in your wants and needs, and and you would have to make less concessions for that will not not leave you feeling empty afterwards. All right, fellas, I gotta get up out of here. Uh, y'all seven days. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Make sure y'all y'all get get at smooth. Let them know, Smooth, where you where they can find you. Y'all can holler at me on Twitter, at E-Trenton Groomy. Uh, visit my blog at kingstruth.com. I got a lot of new content coming towards y'all uh, real shortly. So, you know what I mean? Log into that. Check me out. And, you know what I mean? Go cop that merch that for, uh, from Teespring, that GFT Radio merch. And I want to give a shout-out to everybody who called me, who texted me, uh, for my birthday this past Wednesday, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Thank you. It was uh, it was humbling. Appreciate it. See y'all in seven days. No doubt, no doubt. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate y'all. Peace, Kings. All right, man. Have a good one. You too. All right, Dan. All right. So we're gonna get into the next into the next questions and. Um, Let's see, I got another question prompted up. All right, so pet names. So I, I saw this article recently and it talked about um, how to make your relationship better, what to do about um, uh, making your mate feel good, what to do about making your mate feel special and things like that. And uh, it mentioned pet names. And I thought that was interesting because I was having this conversation with someone and they were like, you know, do you have a pet name for your significant other? And we were talking about that back and forth. And um, so the pet names were a conversation, you know, definitely 
Uh, oh, that's break. Say happy birthday to Smooth. Oh, oh, it looks like he caught it. So, yep. <laughs> Appreciate that, Britt. So, um, you know, the article was saying how they they kind of did these different surveys. And, you know, of course, it's kind of hard to gauge if this is true or not. But what they were thinking is, is that pet names may be improving relationships. So, Dame, you know, are you using pet names in your relationship? And is it, do you think it actually makes your relationship better? Like, you know, do you think it enhances your relationship? Just another name. Yes, I knew use I have a couple of names for her, my wife. Uh enhance it? I don't know. I never thought about it. It was like just something that you know, cause stuff that she likes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh I don't think they're necessary either, but it does give a little um um personal intimate level with that person like something i call her and like i don't call her a lot of stuff in front of other people because that's that's between us you know what i'm saying like um her height i have a nickname for her height um her skin her skin tone nothing crazy just um stuff that she likes like in fact she has her gamer tag i actually gave her a gamer tag for her video games because she likes certain things. Okay. So, um, and she has a couple of names for me too. But now, since we yeah, have kids, you can't say those because you know this is a family show. <laughs> I'm going to say BS for the auto language that Sonny has said. I'm sorry, Sonny. <laughs> right. um, and, and you know, um, now that we have kids, um, call each other mom, pop, me, my, no, daddy and mama. You know, mm-hmm. they go to daddy. Hey, mama, where you going? No, hey, daddy, where you going? Right. What's calling you daddy before? <laughs> um, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say, yeah. <laughs> hey, she is listening. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, you know, you, Sonny. I guess, I guess, uh, uh, Brittany definitely agrees with you. She says pet names are cute and, uh, but she doesn't think they're necessary and uh, they definitely shouldn't be forced. So I definitely agree with that. It definitely shouldn't be forced. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You're like trying to force a pet name on somebody. It's not, I'm gonna call it has to be you, natural. I'm going to call you Binky, Binky Bobby. And, you know, no matter what you say, like, that'd be kind of weird. It's Bobby. Um, you know, but uh, I definitely think that if, if it's natural, if it just pops out and then the person yeah. is feeling it, you know, I think it definitely... I think if I think I think pet names make people feel special. It makes them feel um, uniquely connected to you in a way. Uh, and what I mean by that is that you know, especially when you're giving them a, a pet name that they probably either never been called before or something that they feel some kind of special thing from you, right? You know what I mean? For, for your relationship. With the, whole, with the whole gamer tag situation, she probably felt special being called that, and then she to the point where she's like, I want to share this with the world. This is, you know, a name that, you know, I feel like, I, I you know, I like being called. Um, and I think that when you're using that pet name, I think it kind of enhances the, the, the maybe the conversation or the engagement of, of, of what you're doing and, and how you're um, um, how you're interacting with each other, you know, instead of just being Jasmine and Damon, you know, <laughs> you know, that's boring. Everybody calls you Jasmine and Damon, but like you said, 
names that you're giving her that you can't even say on the radio because, you know, it's between the two of you. I'm sure that's special for her. You know what I mean? I'm sure that that's something that she either appreciates or she thinks that it was cute or or nice or maybe even special for you to even come up with and and probably makes her feel a certain, you know, special kind of way when you're when you use it. Um, Because I know when I have had, you know, pet names given to me, um, it's only happened like maybe once or twice. You know, I've I felt, you know, I've definitely felt special. I definitely felt, you know, like the like like the woman thought about something and thought about me and gave me something that that, you know, um, was unique or that was um, that she thought of, you know, she thought through or that she felt like was was fitting. you know, but I also don't have to have that, you know, just call me styles. That's all I need. <laughs> you know, that's all I need. But no, um, you know, I like you said, does it enhance the actual relationship? Um, I'm not really sure. I'm not 100 percent sure about that. I mean, I think you can get away with not having pet names and still have a great relationship. I think you can still get through a relationship and have a connection you know, because of the things that you do, because that's actually more important, right? You know, our, our actions, the things we follow through on, um, you know, lately with the young people, a lot of the things they talk about now are like, let's build something together. Let's create something. Let's, you know, create an empire. Let's create a lasting, uh, 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 what's the word, a lasting um, uh legacy together, that kind of thing. And they feel more of that kind of thing is more important than anything else. And, um, you know, as, as challenging as that can be, I think that is, you know, probably going to enhance a relationship. It's definitely going to make it stronger, especially if you're successful. If you're Even if you fail, I think that, you know, I mean, like me and my ex-wife did a, a, a business together. It didn't particularly make us rich, but it definitely made us feel more connected because, I was in business way before I was with her and I always felt like it was something that, you know, I just needed to do to kind of uh, kind of enhance what I was doing financially as well as building my own little empire. But then when we did something together, I think it definitely brought us together in terms of uh, having a shared relate, a shared uh, goal in mind and having a shared uh, um, vision And, and being able to build that was like something that I felt like, it was special and it gave us this extra connection. So something like that I thought was was more enhancing to our relationship. And like I say, even though it didn't like particularly take off to the point of making us rich or anything or helping us quit our jobs, but I think it still made us feel um, or made our relationship feel even better. Um, Sonny. Oh, we got some some folks from Twitch uh, or uh, oh YouTube, some more YouTube folks. <laughs> what up though? So I like Sonny's because she actually gave me my nickname for this podcast because I wasn't going by Dame yet. She kept kept calling me Dame. I'm like, okay, all right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, true that, true that, true that. Yeah, yeah sure did give you that name. So yeah, so it's you know, and and so yeah, I mean, even if it's just your friends, just sometimes your friends can definitely do that and make you feel special or make you feel like, hey, you know, this is something I like or you know, something you don't even realize. I mean, actually, yeah. I mean, my well, actually, one of my homeboys actually started calling me Styles thirty like thirty years ago when I first started doing um, uh, uh, some of the. Uh, <laughs> she says she's bad with it. She's like, she's like, I, don't 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 give me that one. I I, I just made that up because you, she couldn't remember your actual name. <laughs> but um, I think that, um, like I said, you know that that happened to me. You know, he he, he was calling me Willie Styles. 
And so it stuck, you know, people started thinking that was my name. And so I started using it, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, but uh, uh, one other point she just made is that sometimes it takes a minute to come up with a name that's special and that fits. And that's true. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, 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 I don't believe I ever really like I had an ex-girlfriend that I dated for like two or three years. I never really came up with a name, a nickname for her. And it was funny because we we always, you know, had these different names, these little nicknames come up, but we never used them longer than a, f- a few minutes. So, um, uh, but I know with my ex-wife, I did finally come up with a name for her, but it did take about, well, I mean, if you count our friendship, it probably took like 10 years, but, you know, just when we were dating, I think it, it literally did take a couple of years before I started, I stuck with the name that I called her. And it was kind of like in your situation, Dame, like where I, I called her that only really between the two of us, nothing I would use out in public or anything like that. Um, you know, she had a nickname for herself, so <laughs> there was that, but um, you know, I I do use it in public, but I don't, you know, nobody would ever probably pick up on it. They probably think I'm just joking. One of my nicknames I have for my wife, so it, it's nothing like it's nothing really personal. I call her Squidget, short, short Squidget, yeah. Oh, Squidget, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard you call her that, yeah, yeah, Squidget, you know, she's short, you know, right. whatever, so yeah. Short midget, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> uh, hey, it works. I mean, but hey, it's 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 cute. She doesn't she doesn't kill you over. She she hasn't choked you out behind it, so <laughs> she must accept it. <laughs> so, ten years strong, right? So yeah, right. why not? Ten years, wow, man, man. We married, married, going on uh, eight. Yeah, wow, man. Mar- going, yeah, married <laughs> eight Maybe together, two. ten. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Just crazy. Just crazy. All right. Next question. Um, I had another good one. Oh, yeah. Here's one. Here's here's a good one. This was this was from another previous GFT radio show topic that we had. Um, actually, it was a subtopic of a topic. Um, it came up a couple of times in some of our conversations. Um, <laughs> she says she's medium. <laughs> So yeah, um, should single folks give relationship advice? And uh, so I guess in, in our situation, Dame, you know, we I'm sure we both have some single friends out there. I mean, technically I'm single still, but you know, I got got the got some. some you're not single. out there, but no, 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 you're not single. Not no. single. No. <laughs> oh, oh, you want to get into that conversation? Let's get into that conversation first. <laughs> I want to get into that conversation first. Um, uh, hold on, see. Here we go. So, are you single when you're unmarried or when you're uncommitted? So, basically, are you still single all the way up until you get married and then you become not single, or are you not single once you're just committed to someone? <laughs> um that's uh if you're exclusively dating this one person according to the law he's saying oh yeah 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 sunny sunny did a whole a whole video on this one and i don't watch sunny stuff said, so. according to the law i'm single because i haven't i'm not i'm not married no longer <laughs> i'm not married but and, uh, common law 
if you're married with some, if you're not married but you're living with somebody for X amount of years, you are not single. True that. True that. Yeah, it depends on it depends on the state. Circum- on- circumstances, common law marriage. My uh, uncle um, was with my aunt. They never married. Had two kids. Never married. Just lived together for thirty plus years. Never married. Years, dang, that's crazy. Hey, they, they, that was their life, man. That's the, you know they live their best life. <laughs> right, right. No doubt, no doubt. So what do you what do you think though, Dame? Do you do you think do you think do you think a person is single until all the way until married, or do you think they're single until until they get committed to committed. someone? Till committed. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because because when you're dating somebody and you're committed in that relationship, it's just you two. I do air quotes because some people <laughs> some people just go crazy. Um, you're leaning toward marriage, I think. I mean, what's you? What's the point of dating? You know, you know trying to build up towards something else. You I mean, might as well just. What if you're just building up to sex? <laughs> there's apps for that. <laughs> an app for that. There is it, an app for that, but <laughs> it, 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 no, I'm not kidding. Uh, not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, there's an app for that. You know, you should be with that one person. Okay. I mean, you're not married. You're not. You're not completely off the market, but you are. You're making yourself unavailable. You're just working your way up to that person's. Y'all meeting to, I guess, uh, get with each other on the same level of marriage. See, told you, <laughs> told you, it's oh, so not a friendly show. It's not a family show. Not a family show. Your ass not single. Uh oh. See, not a family show. She using that language. <laughs> language. So so Sonny, so Sonny's of the of the of the uh uh you're you're single until you're committed, then uh then, then you're then you're hers. <laughs> who who what, what what sign was that we were talking about? Was it Aries? I think we were talking about uh uh once 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 you're once you're once you're with the Aries, you belong to them. <laughs> or, That's not was, true. Or was it a different sign? Or was That's it a not true. Aries? Oh, I don't think I can't remember you know that. Aries or Taurus. So I think Sonny made the comment. That one of these signs is like once you once you once you're there once you are committed to them and once they're committed to you you belong to them I think it was once they're committed to you you belong to them. <laughs> Don't make me give your government name out. All right, she said she said it was she said it was Taurus. She said it was Taurus. Don't make me give your government name out. <laughs> All right, and then uh, I think Brittany is saying very true. I, actually, I don't know which one Brittany's saying very true to. Are you saying very, very true to uh, committed to each other? Then you ain't single. I think is that is that what you're saying? Commit. You're agreeing to Britt. So for me, I, I definitely agree that if you're if you're in a relationship that you purport to be committed to another person, then. Um, Oh, very true for Aries. Oh, so it's an Aries and Taurus thing. I think actually, Brittany, you're you're an Aries too, right? So I, I am too. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I think this may be for females, Dame. I don't know if this okay. is a trait. Yeah. No, no, Man, no, no, no. You don't feel like anything belongs no, to them. No, no, no. You have to take that back because we have a friend who at whose ex husband or husband, depending on what mood they are in, 
act just like a female. <laughs> What's I ain't good? trying to say the I name up. What's good, brother? Appreciate you. I ain't trying to say the name up. We were, we're talking about being single until you're unmarried or until you're uncommitted. What do you think, John? Let us know. Let us know in the comments. Do you think that you're single until you're no longer married or do you think you're single only until you're committed to someone? So like I was saying, I think that um, <laughs> she said it's for all tourist folks. We like that. You belong to us, but you don't. But you don't. But you do. <laughs> I think she's there. Basically, even if you if you don't even if you don't think so. You still belong to them because <laughs> she definitely said that in the video. I remember. Yeah, uh, she no, she said it on the podcast too. I believe now that now that I remember correctly, I believe Brittany also made that comment during one of the uh, game nights, and she made the comment about Aries being very uh, uh, possessive uh, of the people that they're with, and how how and you're basically theirs too. <laughs> so so yeah, so if you get with an Aries or you get with a Taurus. You better you better be ready to be committed. <laughs> you better be you you not single no more. You know? What's your birthday, um, Britt? That's all I want to know. So, uh, yeah, you're a March Aries, right, Dame? Twenty eight. Yeah, so she's uh, April. <laughs> she said we like stake and claim. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So, um, so definitely, like I said, I, I definitely believe that once you're, once you're in a, once you consider yourself in a committed relationship, you're no longer single. Um, you know, I think people like to, like to use the, um, the whole thing of, you know, the law and like, oh, you're not, you know, you're not married until you have a ring and, and said your vows and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I think if you're, like you said, Dame, if you're, if you're building up to, to this marriage, to a whole marriage, then you should consider yourself single. You should no longer consider yourself single once you start that journey into that journey into the marriage. You, you know, you definitely want to um, start considering yourself committed at least. If if if, if you're not gonna, I mean, you're not gonna say that you're married. You're not that because that's not true. But you're gonna at least say that you're committed. You're no longer single. You're committed. Right. If that's the case, it won't be so many hurt feelings when people hook up with somebody before they get married. If you think about it, like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm mean, single. If, if they, if they were, if they, if it was a whole single until married situation, yeah, yeah, yeah people, no doubt, people no wouldn't be so hurt. People wouldn't be so butt hurt. Well, like oh. you're saying, you know, you, you're, you're staking a claim to someone, and, and they should be doing the same for you, so that that way you're both on the same page and you're both moving towards the same goal, right? When you're moving that towards that same goal, yep. nobody should be hurt. Or not, not no, sorry, should hurt. Nobody should be hurting each other. Nobody should be doing something outside of it. Um, you know, <laughs> she said, yeah, most people don't like sharing. That's true. That's true. You know, there's a lot of people out there that just, just selfish. You know? <laughs> they, they want what they want and nobody else to have it. So there's that. So definitely you, you, you definitely have, and I guess, you know, have that conversation. You know, uh, we always talk about having conversations, having communication with your mate, you know, with the mm -hmm. person that you're dating, the person that you're with. The person that you want to be staking claim to have a conversation. Make sure they understand that you're now theirs and that you know they can't. No, no, they no. How do you want to have that conversation with them? Alyssa, um, Sunny. <laughs> then so you just hers. Part though, Dame. You say March twenty eighth. She's April eighth. That's that's you know. But you know, I do know that sometimes months make a difference. <laughs> so maybe it's a maybe it's a month thing. You know, maybe it's no. It's it's a Pittsburgh Detroit thing. <laughs> it's a Pittsburgh Detroit. <laughs> 313 versus the 412. <laughs> yep. 
No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. All right, next question. I didn't get an answer from, from John Q. I, I'm sure I'll run into him on at one of the next fellas nights and get his opinion. <laughs> uh, let's see, next, oh, I, I got another one. So, so this is a big one. All right, so uh, let me go to the screenshot. This will probably be our last question of the night. Ladies, tell me what you think of this question. So this was a question that I got. Um, no, screw that. Um, Have them come on. They, they pretty enough. Shorty face. What's that? No, tell them to uh, stop typing. Come on on the show. Oh, I know, right? I'm always trying to. I'm always trying to get the ladies to come on. <laughs> Especially from that girl from the four one two. Oh, she said. She said anybody that date her better know they belong to her. And I don't share unless I want to. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> no, no doubt. No. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> Uh, Sunny, Sunny says her son. Oh. She can't get on. Hey, bring him on the show too. Sure, I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure we'll we'll get we'll get Brett and Sunny on the on the next show because we have a big roundtable coming up next week. So we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm sure we'll get both of them on next week, right, Brittany? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, so definitely, uh, I think we come to a consensus. You're 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 married. I mean, you're single until you're committed. <laughs> All right. So the next question. So uh, one of one of the people in this group, they, they posted this 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 question. It says today is our 12th anniversary. How should I feel at this point in the relationship? I'm curious. Please be honest. Tell if you're married, single or in a long term relationship. So so basically he, he asked the question after 12 years of marriage. Um, <laughs> uh, well, next week, Brittany, be ready. Look uncrazy next week so that we can have you on the show. <laughs> so after 12 long years of marriage, you know, how should he feel about his relationship at this point? So what do you think, Dang? I mean, is it a good relationship? She'd be happy. Is it a bad relationship? Um, they ain't working on fixing it. Uh, that's that's all I got. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, mean I, can't, I can't help. I mean, because you can be, you can have everything handed to you and still not be happy in your relationship. Exactly. Exactly. So it depends on how does he feel about the person. Right. What you put in your relationship is what you, what you get out of it. All right, uh, Jim Animal says that uh, you should feel like you learned something about yourself, uh, either good or or bad relationship. That's that I, I feel you there, Jim Animal. That's that's true. You know, you definitely, and that's actually what I ended up answering to his question. I did tell him, you know, I told him, you know, honestly that you know, no one, one, no one can tell him how to feel about his relationship, right? That right. we we can't. I mean, because like Dame just just brought out is that there was a lot of there's a lot of variables there we don't understand, we don't know. Um, but I, you know, I told him that um, you know, I, I, I hope that he has a, a feeling of a sense of gratefulness and accomplishment in the number of years, but also um, that he either understands if his marriage is healthy or not. If he if he's learned from the relationship things about himself, things about his relationship with her, 
things about her? And then, you know, have they grown that, you know, has there been personal growth? Has there been a family growth? You know, have they come up with goals and accomplishments that they should attain over the years? And um, nicknames. Evaluating their relationship uh, um, from the standpoint of growth and and being together in a healthy relationship. Um, there are so many variables that go into being in a good relationship. Um, is, there, is, there, is their communication good? Is their understanding of each other good? You know, are they making compromises out of love versus out of resentment, right? Um, you know, I think 12 years to be in a relationship, sometimes you can get to the point where, not to say that things are getting stale, but things will get stalled, right? Because you hit a plateau. Right. Because, you know, when you're in the first year, your second year, you're building on what you've done when you're dating. And a lot of times people jump into these relationships early or these marriages early and they may still be learning things about each other. You know, not to say you don't learn things even years and years and years into a relationship that turns into a marriage. But a lot of times you end up learning things in a relationship because you probably didn't discuss these things prior to marriage. So, you know, are you moving past the plateau because at some point, three, four, five years in, you're going to start to plateau in that relationship. You're either going to reach heights that you've already talked about reaching and you're going to hit goals and maybe accomplish some things or maybe not, you know, maybe you might fail at some things um, that you have to now move past, right? And I think that a lot of times after you get five, six, seven years in, you know, I mean, it happened with my relationship, you know, it was like we got three, maybe four years in, and we had kind of hit some of the goals and some of the things that we wanted to do. You know, we had bought the house already. We had started vacationing. We had started traveling. We had started doing things for the kids. We had kids going into high school, you know, so we were hitting goals, milestones, um, but we weren't pushing past those and developing new milestones. So we ended up reevaluating things years later and to figure out, hey, we need to figure out what's next. You know, because we also were growing as people, you know, so I was becoming more responsible as a not only as a husband, as a father, I was also becoming more responsible personally to myself and trying to move myself further. So I ended up going back to school. I ended up um, uh, starting a new business. Uh, we started a business together. She went back to school. So there were things that we ended up deciding later on that we needed to do for growing our family, but then also growing ourselves, right? That, I was telling him is that sometimes that personal growth is just as important as growing that, that relationship. That, that, and your, and that and your likes and dislikes change too. Cause what it, you, sometimes you don't, and sometimes you don't know all your likes. Right. Cause you, you find out like, Oh wait, I guess I do like this field. Or like when you both of y'all went back to school, you learn something else more about yourself. Mm -hmm. You bring that to your spouse and that changes your dynamic of your relationship because that wasn't there before. True. That and, and your dislikes as well, because you're like, Oh my God, I waste all my time doing this and I could have been doing this. Right. See, see, I'm going to tell you what your problem now. What, what happened with your relationship? Y'all wasn't poor enough. Y'all should <laughs> If y'all were being more poor, y'all kind of got to y'all plateau as quickly. True, true that. <laughs> no, I mean, no, you, 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 you for real. I mean, I mean, not for real, but you, you, you're telling the truth there. There's, 
there's some things that will build stronger relationships too because the ups and downs. I mean, when I lost my job uh, in 2009, was it? Yeah, 2009. When, when, when the auto industry failed? No, this was just this was just dis disputes with the job I had. It had a big dispute. And then, um, uh, hold on, looks like Jim Animals says personal growth is always key, but you, oh, he said, but you can, you cannot uh, expect your partner to grow at the same pace uh, as you. And that's true. That's another thing. That's another thing. You yeah. definitely don't want to, you don't, you don't want to use your growth as a measurement to your partner's growth. You definitely don't. Or a scapegoat. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because because it, it definitely it, it's 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 not a it's not a race. It's a marathon. Right. You definitely want to you definitely want to um, uh, bring each other up. But you also want to do things at your own pace and let them do things at their own pace, because, I mean, everybody's different. Right. You know, you have to be understanding of that. Um, you know, um, uh, well, one thing I did mention to him too is that sometimes you also have to look at what what are your what are your personal goals and how do they line up to your family goals? Because I mean, maybe your personal goal doesn't behoove your family. You know, if your personal goal is to go do something that is going to remove you from the family picture, as well as make it challenging for the family to uh, either survive or to make you know what I mean to 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 to, to progress um, healthy. You know, have a healthy progression. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you may need to rethink those things, make that compromise, that sacrifice, right? Um, but but also bookmark it. Say, hey, you know, I want to become a world class chef. Not going to work right now while we're trying to get kids through college. Um, uh, what happens when your partner becomes what? She didn't finish. Write that. Um, so <clears throat> what they call it? Uh, you know, but bookmark it. You know, because your personal growth can, still can 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 be done. It's just you may need to either delay it or or sidetrack it for a minute while you keep your family moving along. You know, like Dame said, you know, what if you are poor? You know, it's like I, I can't go back to school um, to be um, I don't know a model, <laughs> but we need me to continue to be an engineer to get us up, get us out of out of debt, right? Um, or, or whatever the case may be. But I, I think that a lot of times people are um, not even looking at those goals or looking at that, um, at least not from the standpoint of, of trying to improve themselves for the sake of improving themselves versus constantly saying, you know, I got to pour myself into this family. I got to pour myself into this family. And then you start to neglect yourself and then you resent your family behind it, you know? So Sunny says, but what happens when your partner becomes complacent in where you guys are and don't feel the need for further pro and 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 that can happen too. I mean, I was with a young lady who, you know, we were dating and I felt like she definitely didn't have the goals, the 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 uh, the, uh, the long term goal of wanting to improve where we were, and that was a problem for me. And I felt like I needed to be with someone who could see that we needed better long-term goals. You know, I, I wanted to build something. And, it, and at the time, it wasn't about me building something with her, but it was or with, building something with her in terms of, you know, me and her being in business together or me and her, you know, building this whole thing together. But I felt like it was, um, uh, 
it was a matter of I wanted her to see that as a family, we needed to move forward more, you know, that we couldn't just stay complacent and be comfortable in something that was just what they call it, um, uh, just standing still in the place we were because it was just working then. You know, I, I could see in the future that we needed more. You know, that I wanted to do more. I wanted to be more. I needed her to do more. I wanted her to be more so that we could be more for our family. And so it, it just didn't work out because of that, literally because of that. You know, I literally broke up with her because I was like, you know what? You're, you're We're not going to the same place. You know, I'm trying to build this bigger and better thing. I mean, I, I did want an empire. <laughs> you know, I wanted a legacy. You know, I wanted to have my children be able to see their parents moving forward constantly doing bigger things or at least being successful in something, you know, not just saying, you know, we got these part-time jobs and it's paying the bills right now. So that's good enough. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't now, happy with that. Now well, what you and Sonny are saying about being complacent, what about being complacent? Um, I want to say just for now, just to, just because you're working sort of some toward the future, but right now you have to be complacent. I guess for your job or yourself, just to keep the family family ahead and going, to build something toward the future. Because mm-hmm. my job right now is I'm not where I really want to be at, but right now it pays the bills. And in the future, when my wife finish finally finishes school, we can move on from that. So sometimes complacency is key, I guess, in certain situations. Hold on, re- re- reword what you just said. What did you say? I guess being complacent right now is is good for us because right now it it helps us out with time time management, money management for my wife to no, go. No, to but you said she's in, it's because she's in school, but that's not being yeah. complacent. That's well, not being for me. Well, for me, complacent. We, what we're referring to is being being complacent to the point of of saying, you know what, um. What where we are right now is as far as we want to go. Oh, okay. It, need to be. Okay. Yeah. What what I'm saying is that like right now you're you're on the same page with her, allowing her. That's this is what I was talking about a second ago when I said that your goals may need to be sidetracked or may yeah. need to be delayed because her goal right now is going to improve something for the family. Her goals align with the family growth, right? Okay. Because okay. her being in the position she's in right now is not good. It's not to say it's not good enough, but you know what I mean? It's not where you want her to be and not where she wants to be. So she goes to school to improve that. You can't pay for her to go to school and you to go to school as well as you can't be both be in school and got kids, right? You got babies, right? So mm-hmm. you both can't do the same growth at the same time. So one of you have to make a sacrifice. You're making that sacrifice while she takes the growth that's going to improve not only her life or her situation, but in your family situation as well. So that's not being complacent. That's being that's being strategic. Like my, my situation is I want to be a house husband. So when she finishes school, there you go. I, <laughs> but that's growth. You, no, even no, you know. Think no. about that. No, I mean, no, let's be for real. Let's be no. for real. If even, I can't, even I can't if stay that at home. Was a real goal, even if that was a real goal, it's a goal because right. Look, look at the from the standpoint of this. When I was when I was running my business and I was and Brittany, uh, I saw your your comment. Definitely rewrite what you're going to write, and then I'll put it up on the screen. Um, but definitely, if your goal is um, to be a, a a house husband, right, and and that was something that that. 
I definitely wasn't looking to be. But with my thing yeah. was, when I was younger, I was looking at growing my business. And then I got to the point where not only was I had my kids growing up, but I also had a job that was like, you know, paying me a lot of money and I was doing a lot of things, but I had to work hard for that. Right. So I was hardly ever home. Right. So the thing was, was like I was constantly working. I was being a provider, but I wasn't being a father. Right. So what I ended up learning was that, you know, without me being there, I was losing the respect of my children. So I had to learn how to be a house husband, basically. You know, yeah. I still had a, a a a nice paying job and a and a business going, but the thing was, is I had to take a step back and learn how to be a father and how to be a a, a father at home with his kids, and and not only work these jobs or, or or do this business, but also do it while I'm raising kids at the same time. You know, being at right. home twenty four seven. And so that was something that I had to do. And and so in order to do that, their mother worked more. You know, she she you know she made some sacrifices in order to be you know a bigger breadwinner. So that, that way, I could take more time off to be at home with the kids. I mean, we did it also because we were trying to supplement what we lost when we lost their father in law. Uh, we lost my father in law, but it was also essential too because you know, the way my business was set up and the way my job was set up, I could be at home more. She couldn't. She didn't have that kind of job. She could mm. work for it, but she couldn't be at home. So so that was the, that was the sacrifice. You know, it was like we had to take that and, and, and make that part work. So people do that all the time where it's like, OK, you know, you work more because your job requires you to at least be at the office. But my job doesn't. So if you work a little bit more and I work a little bit less and then I here at home, I can take care of the kids, that kind of thing. Right. And it becomes the goal of the family. And it, it lines up for the family, makes things easier so that that way you're, you're constantly taking care of your children, taking care of your home, doing whatever you need to do to keep that going. So I think that was, you know, essential. And it, it's, it becomes the strategy, right? It becomes the home strategy. So I, I'm going to make some assumptions on what Brittany was saying because I haven't seen her repost it yet. Uh, but she did mention that it was true because she definitely felt like she knows herself more than ever and that a lot has changed from when she was in her 20s. So I think that that's another thing is that we also grow in these relationships over time, right? So like in his situation, he's been married for 12 years. So you got to imagine whatever amount of time they were dating before they were married plus those 12 years, I'm sure they've both experienced a lot of personal revelations, you know, not only just growth, but revelations, things that you realize about yourself, things that you discover that, um, I think you just mentioned it too, Dame, is things that you discover that you like, you dislike, that that makes you happy, that, that you know, that you didn't realize before, or that you just change, you just change, you know, you just change mm -hmm. your mind. You're like, hey, you know, before I didn't like pickles, now I like pickles, you know, now I want to be a pickle collector, you know, whatever the case may be. So, um, I think that a lot of times that people, um, they suppress some of those things or they don't really make those realizations and that can hinder your, your relationships too, because you'll start to resent the relationship because you'll feel like I didn't get a chance to do what I wanted to do. Or I feel like I didn't make the right decisions for me because I sacrificed so much for this relationship. You know, so I think that's something else we always have to recognize, recognize, you know, um, you know, how do you keep your relationship in check and spot issues and inconsistencies in the way that you think, you know, that you're doing things or thinking about things, you know, um, 
And keep yourself in check, too, because maybe being real with yourself, not lying to yourself, will actually help yourself and your relationship grow, too. Not trying to please everybody and, you know, the outside appearance, like, oh, yeah, he's doing a good job of doing this and doing that, where you don't feel that you're doing a good job or you're not really doing a good job at all. You just, on the outside, it shows that you're doing a good job, but on the inside, you be the crappiest person ever. <laughs> right. Right. No doubt. No doubt. Do we got you got you got time for one more? Sure. Uh, Sonny agreed with you, Dame. Sonny agreed with you. She did? <laughs> that part. <laughs> All right. This is this is gonna be another semi-heavy one. It's gonna get get our opinion on this next question. Ladies, did y'all have any questions for us? You were definitely willing to answer some questions from the, from the uh, comments. Yeah, call, uh, call us at 248 <laughs> No, I'm good. All right, so here's the next question. If a man must have a car, a house, a good job oh, for marriage. I've seen this already. What must a woman have before marriage? Virginity. Um, you said what? Her virginity. I don't oh, know what. Terrible. <laughs> what? Did you say her virginity? <laughs> the foolishness. I'll, if I met a woman, if, no, low key. If I met a woman right now at forty, at forty something years old, that still had a virginity, I don't know if I want it. <laughs> I, I, I actually have. I don't know. I don't know if I, I want to deal with that. You know what I'm I've, saying? I, I've actually have. Well, I mean, but my thing is this. This is my thing. This is my thing. Like, like, do I want to? Do I want to? Do I want to be the one to, to break it to her? <laughs> I really want to be the one to break it to her. I don't know. I don't think I want some problems, you know. Or, just, or vice versa. Like, like I've run into the situation where I've been, I've been, you know, because of because of the type of person I am, type of energy that I have, I, I I've been very, let's say, I, I mean, not. I'm not trying. I'm trying my best. I, I'm sorry. I hate Siri. I, I, I'm I'm trying my best not to try to toot my own horn. I'm going to be humble here when I say this, but I've been very good at what I do to the point of outpacing others in some of the females' minds that, that I've dealt with. And it makes them, um, oh, good point, uh, Jim Manuel, he said knowledge of self first and, and foremost. Um it makes it makes them not not to say addicted, but they definitely they definitely you know they 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 they, they want this after you know for to, to continue. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm trying to say this in the right in the right I, way. I, 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 I'm gonna say I don't want to sound like I'm trying to like boast or anything. I, I'm gonna say boat with you. Idea of be sliding in my DMs by mistake, but what I'm what I'm oh, basically by mistake on say, purpose. You said what by mistake on purpose. <laughs> but um but what i'm saying is that i think that um you know it's just something that you know i just don't want to be responsible for you know what i'm saying I, I wouldn't want that i wouldn't want that so definitely no no being a virgin no don't bring over don't bring your virginity virginity this way <laughs> not to the west side <laughs> um but let's go back to the to the comments jim animal said that what, what he wants a woman to bring is the knowledge of self first and foremost. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to make a wild assumption here on what he was, what he's referring to, but I think basically he's just saying, you know, he wants a woman to be, you know, 
confident in who she is, what what she can do, you know, what she's bringing of her from her standpoint to the table. Um, you know, uh, I know when I saw this question, some people, you know, were joking around saying stuff like bringing the pussy to the table and all that kind of stuff. But I think that you know, having having this knowledge of self is um, is is good. I mean, I, I think to expand on it, I think also understanding what your what your traumas are, what your issues are, and either having healed those or feeling that you have gotten the closure you need before you come to the table. Um, because a lot of times, some people don't know who they really are. They know what they've been through, and they live by what they've been through. They don't know how to get past that, right? You know, and they don't they don't understand who they really are. They just know the traumas that they've dealt with, and then they live their life based on those traumas. You know what I'm saying? Oh, thanks, John. Thanks. So I think that that's one of the biggest things is that you know we gotta um we gotta push healing before jumping out there and just wanting to be with somebody. And a lot of times people are just like codependent on these relationships and not realizing that they're doing themselves a disservice, you know, because a lot of times a person, the other person is either taking advantage of you because of your traumas or they're not recognizing your traumas either. And then they get mad at you because you're coming to them with all this BS that you don't even understand yourself. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Sunny says, I don't believe they should be equally matched. I think she should come with the missing pieces to fit and complement the relationship. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. So if he's got a car, job, and house, she should just come homeless? Homeless and unemployed? I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. Just thinking out loud. Dane, what you think? Um, man, what's the question again? Can you bring that back up? Yep. Yep. If a man must have a car, house, and good job before marriage, what must a woman have before marriage? Brittany, Brittany uh, was uh, commenting on, on what I was talking about, the trauma. She says uh, that's that's one thing we all have in common is uh, we've all been through trauma. And that's true. Yeah, a lot of men are uh, in trauma too. A lot of men. A lot of men. Uh, God. Um, how, how about uh, somebody who's supportive? Of what this guy's doing, a supporting spirit, um, a good ear. You wanna you wanna bring any more mess, and this guy's doing all the work. Then, you know what I'm saying. You wanna you wanna add something that he can't bring for himself. I guess at this point, maybe okay. stability, a peace of mind that he has a listening ear to talk to. I guess because it's such it's some of the stuff that goes on. Um, in relationships with uh, dealing with the other person, you don't know what this person has been going through or been through um, family issues. You might just be what he needs you to be, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. So one one comment that let me go back to it. Sunny, Sunny just mentioned um, material things should not be the focus. I will focus more on priority, stability, communication, stuff like that. And that kind of goes to what you were just saying, Dame, is that, you know, it's it's not about the material things. It could be the support that you provide. It could be the, the um, complimentary emotional portion that he doesn't have, or it could be understanding when he needs to vent. It could be, you know, I posted a, a, in my stories yesterday or day before yesterday that, you know, being being 
someone that a black man can come to and vent his problems to. You just don't understand the, the you know, how important you are to him. And and that's and that's so real, you know. And and I, I won't say that's just just for black men. I'm sure that's for, for for any man that that's something that you know a man can really appreciate is being able to come to you, come to a woman and say, hey, or whatever it is he's into, <laughs> you know. But if he can come to his woman and say, hey, I really had a bad day and I had this situation come up, or you know, I need advice, or I just need to talk about this, um, you know, that's huge to a man, um, mainly because. You know, emotionally, we don't generally emotionally support ourselves or emotionally um, uh, re-energize ourselves or recharge ourselves. We normally get that from the people around us, right? It can be male or female. It could be just friends. It could just be uh, family members who who give us that kind of support. But having that in a um, a mate is huge. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know. Um, Right. It means nothing when he tells everyone his problems. Um, and, and that's true. That's true. Um, but I think that if he gets the right kind of support from some woman that's in his life or, or, or a person that's in his life, I think that that goes a long way. Um, I know me personally, I'm, I'm the kind of person that I will, I will, I will self recharge. I will uh, do things for myself to, to, to bring myself out of things like that. But when I have somebody there that I can I can kind of lean on and, and give my thoughts and my trials to, and they take those in and and, and they don't, you know, one, I I, I love a, a woman who can who can help me through something in the from from a standpoint of just listening, not judging, and and just and just recognizing that I'm that I'm I'm having, you know, a time or I'm having an issue or that I'm having something going on and, and, and just be there to listen. You know, that's huge. You know, some woman that's supporting me, that's that's supportive, that that recognizes that I'm doing something that may it could be common. It could be standard. It could be run of the meal or it could be extraordinary, you know, that supports me through my, you know, my ambitions and my desires and my goals. That's huge to me. Um, I, I love when I can be pampered in that kind of way where I feel like she's paying attention, you know. Um, and, and, I, and I definitely recognize that, Sonny, that women want that. That's that's one of the main things women want. They want support. They want understanding. They want that listening ear. They want someone who not going to fix their issues, but listen to the issues and and and, and help them understand it's just going to be okay. That, that that they're the, the the strong woman that they are, they can figure it out. But also that there's somebody there who emotionally has their back, right? And I think we all need that, men and women, that we all need that ability to have someone or that that opportunity to have someone that can support them in that such a way. Um, a lot of times people are emotionally unavailable, uh, emotionally immature, and, and they don't understand that their mate needs them to be more uh, um, available to them and vice versa. Sometimes we need to feed off someone else's uh, uh, energy, right? You know, like, hey, I want to be there for you. I want to be able to be that sounding board for you. Um, I know I'm the kind of person that 
I, I, I love to listen. I love to hear. I mean, I know I've been talking a lot this episode, but it is the Styles Takeover, so cut me a break. <laughs> but um, it's a break from Sonny. You know, I think that I, I, I know what now that I think I know that I appreciate a woman who can come to me and allow me to be her sounding board. I, I appreciate a woman who can give me that openness, that vulnerability, right? And and can be, and I can be that support for her. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that also gives me a recharge because I feel like, hey, I've, I've done something for her in, in, in support of her. So, um, you know, some, some men look at it as uh, <laughs> some men look at it as a way of um, of um, or look look at women as a way of, of as as an opportunity to, to take care of somebody. Some men like to take care of women financially. Some men like to take care of women emotionally. And I'm I'm kind of man. I can do both. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I've been blessed to to make enough money to, to to be a financial backing, but also I've been mature. I've grown. Uh, and matured emotionally enough to be an emotional support as well. So, um, <laughs> John Q says women should come with a mind frame to nurture and protect. For be a be a, a mind frame to be a nurture and a protection for men. And 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 a lot of men find find that need you know find that need to be there. That's that's for sure. That is for sure. It's- and as of the last couple of years, it's been even more so for men because of what's uh, what's going on um, in the world as far as black men being killed, like, you know, like there's no tomorrow. And men need to step up and I think show m- more support for women at the same time because uh, women are being kidnapped for no reason. It's like, why are women just coming up missing all of a sudden? Black women. At that, just coming up missing, like they're they're. You now we need each other more so than ever now. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. You're welcome, Sonny. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, John Q also said, "Being mind frame has to be focused on protection first for women. As simple and antiquated as it sounds, this is always the most important." I mean, I I I definitely I de- I definitely agree. Uh, especially be- because of the point that I was just mentioning, you know, from the standpoint of uh, of an emotional support. Sometimes we, we can be an emotion emotional protection. We can be a physical protection. We can be a financial stability protection. We can be. There's a lot of things we can do to protect our women. You know, sometimes it's, it's, it's not always just about physical protection. Sometimes it could be um, protecting them from themselves. <laughs> you know, um, also wait. Uh, taking the weight off their shoulders too, just by listening. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I, I thought you were talking about weight as in weight. I'm about to say like what? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no doubt. You know, a lot of times we we can definitely be more, a multifaceted. We got, and that's one thing about men that I, I think some men have to grow into is that we have to grow. They they need to grow into being more multifaceted, more uh, um, you know versatile. Versatile, thank you. You have to be more versatile about um, um, what's the word about how they approach relationships, how they approach the women in their lives, how they approach 
Um, yeah, that was <laughs> Shenlo is Dame. <laughs> and uh, how they approach, um, um, you know, these these different needs for their, their, their mate. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times, um, you know, the way either the way we're taught or the way we're brought up, it, it may be um, one certain way or one certain thing. You know, I know a guy who's really good at teaching, really good at, you know, he, he likes to teach his women certain things, likes to bring them, you know, give them culture, give them, you know, um, but he's very, he's very unemotional and, and not an emotional support. Like if, if they're going through something, he could care less. He, he'll blame them for all their issues, but he, but he'll, he'll feel like they need to learn how to eat properly and dress properly and that kind of thing. That's all he cares about. And that's, but that's the way he was, you know, he was brought, you know, brought, I guess, brought up in a way. Um, you know, I know another guy who's very emotionally attached uh, and very supportive emotionally, but physically and financially, he would, he, he, he either, he would never, or he, or he, or he can't, you know, he, he definitely doesn't have the financial means to support the women in his life. And he, you know, definitely wouldn't physically protect them from anything either. Um, you know, he, he, but, but, you know, if they, if they, if they have a tear in their eye, he'll be there with the shoulder to cry on, you know? So it's, it's definitely, you know, you have to be more well-rounded, you know, and I've tried my best to be well-rounded in that kind of thing. Um, you know, not that I'm out here trying to fight people, not that I'm out here trying to pay all your bills and not that I'm out here trying to hear every, you know, waking cry that you have, but I, I like to have that well-balanced approach to it. You know what I mean? And be able to spot issues that you may need to just improve on your own, you know, not to say that I'm going to call y'all immediately on it. Um, but like I, you know, like I recently dated a woman before, um, uh, when I, once I got out of my, um, when, when I was in the middle of my divorce, rather that she was very emotionally like odd. <laughs> That's all the way I can explain it. And, you know, I had to call her out on it. Like, look, you know, you have these tendencies to be very hard pressed and very, um, abrupt and, and mean, right? And it's like, not that, not that I care that you're being mean to a point, but you, you also have to be conscious of my feelings, right? So, you know, I had to call her out on those things, you know, financially, she was willing to be protected. Physically, she was willing to be protected, you know, emotionally never, <laughs> as well as she also didn't have the emotional capacity to be supportive emotionally, you know, that kind of thing. So, it was that was definitely a problem. So that didn't last long. <laughs> so. <laughs> you say Brett's her favorite now. Definitely. Um, so uh oh here we go. Sonny says, I've dated men who are more protective but lack the ability to be emotionally protective. Um, I need that more than anything. And, and a lot of women do. A lot of women do. Um, and that's and, and it's the unfortunate part of being a man, I think. Because I know I've talked to, to older men, to younger men, to middle-aged men, to men somewhere you know in the middle, and and being emotionally able, um, unable to do that. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's it's something either they're not emotionally, they don't have the emotional capacity to do, at least in their own minds, or they've been raised and hard pressed on a certain way of doing things that they don't see the importance. You know. Um, 
<laughs> Brittany says she's not even old. Don't put her in this. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of times um, men have have and and some men have gotten a bad rap by that, right? You know, because not to say that this happens for all men. You know, I mean, I'm a good example of of being well rounded. Clint's a very good example of being fairly well rounded. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know about mm-hmm. you, you're a little off, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mm-hmm. think that, um, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> He's not even uh, y'all just calling each other out today. <laughs> Honorary host, I'll take it. I'll take it, Sonny. Thank you. Honorary host. <laughs> but you know, I think that a lot of times, what what men will miss is that women need that emotional protection. Um, and not to say that all women need that, but a lot of women do. A lot of women do. Um, and, and, and sometimes not even just emotional protection. So a lot of times it's just that they need that emotional availability. You know what I mean? And, and that's what a lot of men lack is the ability to be emotionally available. And I, and I try to teach people like, look, be emotionally available to your woman. He's got, she's got to feel that you're there, you know? And, and and even if you don't know how to be emotionally supportive, you gotta fake it. <laughs> you know, you really oh, gotta no, 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 that's when you have that, com- it, no, that's when you have that of, communication with them. Exactly. It's and, about, and, and, it's about and, understanding, so, it's about getting to an understanding of what they need, what they lack, or what they because, or what they're crying out for. And because making that conversation about what do you need, how do you need it, what right. Do you you know, and then once you start having these conversations and you start bringing, and, and that goes to traumas too, you know what I mean? It goes to traumas. It goes to the fact that we have people who don't know how to go to, to therapy and get this help. So you got to at least be able to say, look, I recognize a problem. I, I recognize what you, there, there, there it is right there. Uh, Sonny says, just hug her and be there. That's good too. That's good too. But this is what I want to say or learn it. There are many resources out there that can help you being emotionally available. Just thank you. There just are being there, a but, lot of resources out there, and and you have to you have to be cognizant of what you're missing that will help your partner. And if, if you don't know, talk to them about it. That, you know, yeah, a lot that, of times, a lot of times people cry out for for things, but they don't really know how to express it. But if you have these conversations and say, you know, and 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 be listening with love and understanding that, hey, I want to understand, I want to know, I want to get it, you know. And if you don't, if you they can't explain it, ask them to give you examples. Sometimes it's just about the examples. Ask them to call out, you know, the the, the issues when they see the issues. Because a lot of times, a lot of times, people they will go through these these cycles of just allowing things to happen without mentioning to you. And then once they're ready to blow up about it, it's to the too late thing where they're like, they don't even remember what the issues were. They just know there were issues, you know? Like when I, when me and my uh, ex-wife had our our like divorce talk, where it was just like, what went wrong? What went right? Blah, blah, blah. It was like, she had gotten to the point where she was like, I know you had issues. I just don't know what they were. And I'm like, what? Like, how? And, and I had to realize it's because she had forgotten. She literally had forgotten. She just knows that there were issues and she, Deep down in her heart, she like hold held on to that feeling, but she had forgotten the actions that brought her to those feelings. And it's because she never called them out, and I never asked her to. I knew that there was a problem. I just didn't ask because I was too scared to hear it. 
And sometimes, and <laughs> like you said, like Jim Animal just mentioned, just take a shot or, or a time and, li and listen sometime. Exactly. That's really sometimes that's all you got to do. <laughs> And uh, oh, he said, or a or, or a toke. Yeah, sometimes you gotta do that too. <laughs> sometimes that helps too. So you know, and 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 I mean that really. I mean, sometimes you gotta loosen up, right? And that's what this is what he's saying. You know, take 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 a shot. <laughs> he's talking about a shot of liquor, a little toke, a little something, and just listen. And sometimes it, that you know, loosen up exactly, loosen up, get into a good space, um, and, and you know, pamper each other. Do something that um, that will help help the two of you bring things to the forefront. Um, what one thing I used to always do, and I, I I you know try to do it even even still, is evaluation evaluation time. Um, you know, six months in, a year in, eighteen months, every year, start talking about your relationship. Say, hey, where are we? What are we doing? How are we doing? What am I doing wrong? You know, it, am I improving? Am I getting worse? Am I getting better? Take time to evaluate your relationship. Be you it, don't have to wait that long either. Right. Be you, it, can, it, you can do it monthly. It doesn't have to be that long. It could be at the three months, be, you know, every couple of weeks because you just care that much. But yeah. I think that you need to have an evaluation of your relationship. Don't wait two, three years and go, so what's going How's going? How's things going? You know, by then they've probably forgotten. They know that they, you've hurt them. They know that you've let them down, you've disappointed them, but you need to reach out to them periodically to say, what are we doing? How are we doing? Do I are we on the same page? That's another thing. Are we really on the same page? You know, because like Sunny said, she's she has a problem with speaking up about issues. And if if she's holding those issues back, the guy may not realize that they're not on the same page. Or right? the same book. Or in the same book, <laughs> literally. Right. So I think that a lot of times we need to have these evaluations of our relationship so that we can make sure that we're on the same page, that we're moving in the same direction and that we're making changes that are beneficial to the relationship. I mean, I know I know a friend of mine who's going through a situation with their relationship where the person that they're with, they're telling them constantly, hey, this is my problem with you. This is my issue with you. This is our issues with our relationship. You want this from me, but you're not giving me what I need. And, and the, but the person is not listening. The person is literally not listening. And that's sad because that person could help their relationship move forward and get the things that they want out of the relationship if they just take action, listen and take action. But they're not listening. They're they're too worried about what they want out of the relationship. You know, and, and that's and that's a big issue. You know, a lot of times when we're when we're communicating, we're not listening. So not only is communication key, but listening is as well. Listening to understand. Not well, that's not communication. That's just talking at that point for them. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it's not communication if the if, if the person is not listening. It's just talking. You're just talking at yep. that point. You know, you have to, you definitely want to have good communication. Listening to hear each other, not to just respond. Understanding and, and taking action. Have an action plan. You know what I'm saying? Have a time or not a time, but have a well, sometimes a time too. a time limit can be good, too. But have a action plan, uh, 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 some milestones that you need to meet and say, look, you know, this is what I need from you. These this is these are my list of demands. And the other person has their list of demands. Exchange them. Keep track and say, look, 
I, I, if you can do this for me, you know, this will make me happy. Or if you can do this for me, I can feel more supportive. If you can do this for me, I can feel more like this relationship is going in the right direction, you know, and, and they can, if they do the same thing and they're looking at their list and say, you know what? Okay. Now they know there's, there's no confusion. Right. And if you don't understand what you're, what that, what, what that person is really means by that demand, discuss it <laughs> so that you can understand. And so that you can try to at least, you know, achieve that goal. So I think that that would be more beneficial to your relationship than anything else, anything else. Facts. Yeah. Thank you, Brittany. I <laughs> appreciate that. You're still my favorite, Britt. <laughs> I, I love, I love all, all my co-hosts and honorary co-hosts and honorary, honorary guests. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we call Brittany at this point. She she said she doesn't want to be a, a co-host. So she's she's not in that. <laughs> so we'll call her honorary honorary guest uh, uh, viewer. <laughs> she honorary guest viewer. There you go, our star guest. <laughs> she she's been on a few times. She's been on a few times. <laughs> Only um, one have to call her out. <laughs> right, right. Well, I guess it is getting late. Dame, Dame, Dame gave me the wrap it up speech in the in the in the uh, private chat. So um, I didn't say that. I said I had to go. You can say all you want. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's true. It, it is. It our MVP. There you go. I like that. I like that. All right, Brittany, you are MVP. Most valuable Pittsburghian. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. So um, definitely, uh, yeah, it is a Styles takeover. Um, but I definitely had some friends involved. The person definitely appreciate you and Smooth coming through and uh, making this a, a very great conversation. Appreciate everybody in the in the comments, all the comments, all the viewers. Shout out to the YouTube viewers. Y'all was blowing it up. Looks like we had quite a few YouTube viewers. Shout out to Twitch. Shout out to Facebook Live as well. Everybody that joined on those platforms. Appreciate y'all as well. And, um, you know, we definitely will be We'll be doing this again very soon. Um, next week, we do have a roundtable coming up. I've been trying to recruit. I've got a lot of women that have wanted that that want to join on the on the show. Um, definitely, if we can get some of the men involved, definitely want, want y'all to get involved as well. Uh, Gem Animal, come through next week, bro. We're gonna be talking about parenting. Um, we're gonna be talking about some different questions. This is gonna be a hot. These are gonna be some hot topics, bro. It's gonna be some hot topics. So um, much love to you too. And um, yes, Brett, you're definitely an MVP in my book. So appreciate you coming through as always. Get always your hair done. Appreciate you for that. <laughs> get your hair done next week. <laughs> you said, get, "Oh, right," because she says she looked crazy. <laughs> right, be ready. Be ready for the show next week, Brett. We got to got to have you on. <laughs> so, uh, so definitely um, next week we'll be back on with with more great topics and uh, more uh, GFT Radio Show. In the meantime, um, I think Clint already mentioned, make sure you get your, your merchandise. You know, I got on the What Up Though t-shirt. I actually got on the long sleeve, you know, trying to stay warm up in these pieces because it's well, so it's cold in Michigan. <laughs> and then um, uh, you can also get masks, you can get hoodies, you can get um, t-shirts if you're still wearing t-shirts. Uh, shout out to my folks down, down south <laughs> and out west who are still wearing t-shirts. 
Um, so we do have T-shirts. We have all that kind of stuff. Teespring.com slash stores slash GFT Radio. Get at us on our social media sites and our website, GFTRadioShow.com. GFT underscore radio on Twitter and Instagram or GFT Radio on Twitch and Facebook. You can get at Sunny at I am Sunny underscore D at IG, Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok, or visit her at unreservedlyme.com, where you can catch all of her uh, posts and all that good stuff. Um, <laughs> thank, oh, thank you, Sunny. Thank you, Britt. Appreciate both of you guys for joining in. Uh, what else we have? Oh, of course. You. <laughs> Me. Get at your boy, Willie Styles. It's a Willie Styles takeover. Appreciate everybody for joining in and being a part of it. And uh, in the meantime, you can get at me on IG, Twitter, and TikTok at Willie Styles. I'm Willie.Styles on Snapchat, WillieStyles94 on Twitch, or you can visit me at stylesradio.com or WillieStyles.info for all my links, or hit my link in the bio on IG. A lot of my links are all in there as well. And um, I think that's I think that's about it for the night. So again, thank you all for joining. And uh, as Clint always says, see you in seven. Hey guys, it's your girl Sunny D, one third of the podcast GFT Radio Show. What up, though? It's your boy Willie Styles from the GFT Radio Show. Just letting you know, you can catch us every Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. And to get some merch, I got some on right now. Go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash GFT radio. Talk radio, join the conversation, let's have some fun. Holla.